I wasn't bothered. This is why weighing yourself twice a day is important because right. you're making yourself accountable. Yeah. So the next time you have that chocolate in your face, yeah. you think, well, I'm going to weigh myself later. That's it. Come on, snap out of it. It's two seconds of mouth pleasure. Yeah. And that's it. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> so you need, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's probably what i've had in the last 10 years that <laughs> two seconds two seconds of mouth pleasure a moment on the lips uh brienne her story out is complete theon did and died you could argue that Arya's story arc is complete now yeah there's only one story arc that people care about now <sighs> clagan ball yeah. the hound versus, versus the, mountain. the mountain that's gotta happen that has to be resolved, mm. doesn't it? Yeah. They can't leave that. I want to see what's under the mountain's helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the shaft. Probably. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. How much, de- how much does the internet weigh? <laughs> These are the questions science needs to answer. Hello, welcome. It's Amish Inquisition time. Hello. Sunday, the 5th of May. May the 5th be with you. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't quite work, does it? uh, No. Anyway, welcome, eavesdroppers. We're a man down tonight. Amish Matt isn't present. He's not. He's uh, he's got a lot on his hands at the moment, hasn't he? Yeah. Amish Ben's here. I'm Amish Phil. Um, It's a bank holiday weekend. What a treat. What a treat indeed. <laughs> three day. <laughs> yeah, three day binge, yeah? Well, you were out last night anyway. I was out last night, yeah. What were you doing? Uh, I went out with the local motorcycle club. <laughs> Sons uh, of Anarchy style. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, It was interesting. Uh, I drank far too much. I uh, came home, threw up. <laughs> <laughs> you never. I did, I did. Fuck. Yeah, it was bad. What were you drinking? I can't remember. Beer. Strong beer. One one was like 10%. Oh, no. I know, why? it was awful. <laughs> but it, I thought it, it only came in thirds of a pint. But once you've had... And if you drink five of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, Where did you get that from? The Vinyl Tap. Right. They're a, they're a crafty... Yes. A crafty yeah. pub. Very nice. Really nice place, actually. If you like. We have been before, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We know the... We know a friend of the owner, I think. Oh, God, why don't we get him down? Yeah. Would that be yeah, doable? Good. I think so, yeah. He's a, he's a nice guy. Um, He got up on stage at one point and did Highway to Hell, I think, with the, with this rockabilly okay. band that we're on. Oh, he sings, does he? Yeah, yeah, and oh, plays right. guitar, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Oh, right, excellent. Good guy. How old will he be then? In his late 30s? 
Um, I would say 40s, but if right. we get him on, we'll have to edit this out. I'll say all of them. 30s, 50s, <laughs> 20s, 70s. <laughs> I'm just thinking, our mutual friend is probably about that age. So. Oh, yeah. It, well, it's his brother-in-law. You're loud tonight. His friend. I am. Sorry, that's weird. Oh. Turn me down. I don't know which one you are. Uh, I'll back off the mic. Hang on. Oh, hang on. Found it. Found it. Hello? Hello? Yeah, oh, that's all right. I'll turn it down a bit. Peaking. <laughs> Mysteries of old peaking. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, that was good. And then today, three sisters, round one. Extremely busy. You did them all at the same time? All three sisters, yeah. Bloody hell. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm so tired. <laughs> what were you doing at Three Sisters? Uh, racing, watching racing. No, motorbike racing. racing. Motorbike racing, yeah. Full grids, very nice, very good to see. Three Sisters is our local track, is it, for motorbikes? Yes, yeah, it is, yeah. Wigan? Wigan, yeah. Ashton and Makerfield, yeah. They're having a family fun day tomorrow, but by the time you hear this, it'll have gone. Yes. <laughs> so, if you went there, I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> what will What will they be having on? Uh, cars, bikes... Um, face painting Go-karts Probably some face painting Yeah Bounce Castle I imagine so There was an ice cream van there today That was a, a welcome addition Wow Yes What uh, music would you have As your ice cream van music If you were an ice cream van proprietor um, Ride of the Valkyries <laughs> <laughs> Yeah no, I think I've seen that On a film What is the name of like the, the instrument It's almost like a music box Isn't it The sound That it's uh, ding, 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 you know the yeah, actual instrument, arm, like a organ grinder. That's what I mean. It's some sort of rotary, is it? Yeah, where well, it, it like was it. back in the day. It's probably an MP3 like of it now, isn't it? Something that pings mm. metal fingers. Ping, 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 ping. I wonder what the name. If any eavesdroppers know, um, send us a a message. Yes. What is the name? Put of a the... message in a bottle and stick it in the river ribble. I wouldn't have that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll get it. If you do that, we'll definitely get it. (laughs) I'll pick it up. (laughs) Do you know, that has worked, hasn't it, sometimes? Messages in bottles? I'm not sure they've gone to the correct recipient. If you're going from nation to nation, you might might be all right. Isn't the idea that you're on a desert island and you don't know where you are? Ah, yes. And and you just want to find life, someone, somewhere. You just happen to find a biro in it. A, a pad, <laughs> baffled in bond, writing paper. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Don't know if that's uh, a film, a film invention, or I think there's some. There must be some truth to that myth. I would probably write something in big letters on the sand in case there's any overhead air traffic. Well, it's SOS with stones, isn't it? Is oh, the SOS trope. with stones? Yeah, isn't yeah. that the movie trope? Yeah, I'd just have Leave Me Alone in 50 foot letters. <laughs> Go away! 50 foot languages. <laughs> 50 foot languages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. oh, shit. Uh, corrections. We've got a shit ton. Have we? Oh, yeah. No. What did we say that was wrong? Corrections. Well, it's not corrections. Exclusively correction, uh, corrections, addendums, and corrigendums. It's all Matt, though, right? Uh, no. <laughs> ah. uh, this is an addendum. Upper Egypt and Lower Egypt. Yeah, you said that Lower Egypt was in the north and Upper Egypt was in the south. Yes. And the reasoning is, is because the Nile flows from the highlands of East Africa. So right. geographically, it's going downhill, if you like, from a higher altitude. That's why they call Upper Egypt in the south. 
Oh, I see. Right. The, then the river flows from there, the highlands, down to the Med. Into so lower, lower into Lower Egypt, which is in the north. Lower down the flow of the Nile. Yeah. I didn't That's remember why. That. Do you it think when they did that, when, who decided on that? Has it always been called that? I would imagine it's always been called that. Well, would they have known geographically where they are? Mm. At that, what north and south was? The pyramids are aligned to true north. They are. The Sphinx is aligned due east on the spring equinox. They didn't have compasses. They didn't need compasses. You don't use, that would give you magnetic north anyway. They use the stars. You need astronomy to determine true north. Pole star. Yeah, it's a sign of astronomy. So there are astronomical alignments at Gebekli Tepe, which again suggests astronomy yeah. at that time. Um, what's the one in Cambodia? Um, uh, the, the big the palace? snake thing. No. Oh, um, I can't remember what it's called. But the sun sort of it, it appears on the top of the spire on the on equinox. the equinox. Ottoman Spring, that one. I think. Yeah, God, I can't believe I can't remember what it's called. No. But yeah, um, Machu Picchu is the snake one, isn't it? Where there's a snake coming down the uh, stairs, and the sun casts a shadow of the snake, if you like, on the stairs where they used to roll their heads down when they were sacrificing. Nice, they're very clever these old lads, aren't they? Ah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Anyway, we'll come back to that. Yeah. Because of the book. Oh, yes. Um, second correction addendums. The the seven folds of paper. Oh, yeah. How many is it? Is a myth. Is it? There is no limit. Only, the only thing that's limited is the strength and the thickness of the paper. So Mythbusters did, I think it was 13. They had right. a hanger with a sheet of paper the size of a football field. Okay. And they folded it. The first sort of seven times pretty easy, and then they started using a steamroller to flatten the air out. Right, yeah. And then I'm um, to use a forklift for the last fold, for the 11th or 12th or whatever it was fold. How small was it after 13 folds? Um, it was maybe two by metres by one metre. Wow, shit. That's... Now, if you fold, folded a piece of paper 100 times... Is that the moon? It would be thicker than the universe. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Mental, isn't it? That's nice. <laughs> thicker than the universe. <laughs> I couldn't find the stats on the moon, but I remember it from my childhood that reading it somewhere that so many folds will take you to the moon. I like the universe one better. It's exponential growth. Yeah, we, we talked about last week. That leads on to the Chinese chessboard. Uh, yes, uh, the, the guy invited chess. Now that is a seems to be a, a, a legitimate myth, with some variations. Some say rice, some say wheat. Okay. Uh, you know, one grain of wheat for the first, the first board, yeah. two f for the second board, four for the third board, the third square. Sorry. Um, someone calculated how much wheat would be if you filled the chessboard in that manner, like he demanded. Thirty seconds. It was India, not China, as well. Right. Uh, 1.2 trillion metric tons of wheat. <laughs> Holy shit. More wheat than exists. That's amazing. Thicker than the universe. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one was yours. The centennial light bulb. Uh, yes. Is that a thing? It is a thing. It's in a fire station in California. Oh, okay. Um, the world's uh, Guinness record, world longest lasting light bulb, burning since 1901. It's almost never switched off. 
That's amazing. It's uh, where is it? Liver Livermore, California. Livermore. Put uh, it on the list. On the yeah. tour list. It's maintained by the Livermore Pleasanton Fire Department or Pleasanton Fire Department, mm. and it's moved in ver- in various times. It has its own dedicated power supply. There was a point in the I think the noughties or the early two thousand teens where they thought it had failed. Oh, man. And I think there was a live. I think there's a live. There might be able, you might be able to watch this thing on live uh, internet right. stream. And uh, some people said, "Whoa, the light bulb's gone!" Finally, after 110 years, <laughs> whatever. So they get an electrician out, and there's a power supply failed. Oh my God. He rigged up the. He, he bypassed it with an extension lead, and it fucking came back on. That's brilliant. That's absolutely amazing. Yeah, it burns at about five watts now. That's it was a 60 watt light bulb of, uh, originally. It was quite dim. It's almost like a nightlight now. It's because it's. I guess that's maybe the gas because the gas is uh, depleted argon. inside. Yeah, it's usually uh, argon gas and a tungsten element. Yeah, I'm not sure what it was back in this day. I think they were. I think it was manufactured maybe in 18 something, 1890 or 1880. That's amazing. And it was a gift. Um, some local mogul who was a head of a, a big cheese at a company, like yeah. a power power company. Dedicated, uh, gifted it to the, either the fire department or the count, what the equivalent of the council is, whatever. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's still going. 118 years. Light bulb. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything in our house that I've not changed three or four hundred times. Uh, the garage, the garage lights have been fine for the strip fluorescence. Lights. Yeah. Some of them old fluorescents, fucking alleyway a ton. Mm. They, they were meant to last. They rust. They've got their own, uh, they come with their own kind of, what do they call it? You have a like a unit attached to the bulb. You replace the whole thing. Primer? I don't know. Don't know most of them, the old ones have a starter. A it's a little round. <laughs> it's like, uh, if you imagine like a, a roll of 20 10Ps. Oh yeah, that sort of cylindrical thing, and you, you, you put that in the spot. side and, and twist it, and that's the starter switch for old school oh, uh, fluorescent is. tubes. Most, most of them are electronic start now, oh. so they fail. Yeah, <laughs> planned obsolescence. You can't change it? them. It's as cheap to buy a new fitting as it is to change. I remember when I was an apprentice, you used to change the guts out of fittings. Really? Because fittings were dearer to buy. And you could get parts. You'd go and say, I need a new ballast for a Thorn 70 watt fluorescent or a new, or for a whatever, whatever it was. Yeah. And you would get the part and wire it, uh, to unbolt the old one, bolt the new one back in and wire it back in. It's proper electronics. Um, yeah, but now they're so cheap to make. Mm. It's And labour's dearer. Yeah. It's like um, the firm I I was an apprentice for. They used to have a workshop where they used to fix toasters and kettles and stuff like that. <laughs> Whereas you can buy a toaster yeah, for six quid off yeah. Amazon now. Yeah, you just throw are away you, society. Or, or are you going to pay someone £20 an hour to fit you? <laughs> <coughs> I need toast. <laughs> yeah, it's not environmentally friendly, is it? No. You know, chucking, and plus, off it's plastic as well. Mm. You know, it is a throwaway. But money talks, doesn't it? Yep. Oh, they are. I think that was the last of our corrections, anyway, and addendums and corrigendums. That's all right. Some sad news this week. Yes. Yeah. Oh, go on. Peter Mayhew. Oh, yeah. 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 Chewy. 
Uh, che- oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, I should have had it ready, <laughs> shouldn't I? Yeah. Chewbacca <laughs> from the original Star Wars franchise died Did- on, was it Thursday? Thursday, yeah, I think so. 74. Uh-uh. The age of 74, yeah. He had some amazing eyebrows, did Peter Mayhew. Mm. Amazing. He's a hair suit gentleman. He certainly was. Without he wore the suit. A hair suit. <laughs> <laughs> Without the... <laughs> Seven foot three he was. Wow. I think tall, really tall people. I, I don't think he's really tall, but there, you know, there, yeah, he's really tall. But there are, uh, if you think about the tallest people on earth that have existed, you've you have like eight foot guys and things like that. Yeah, and I think they die young. I think there's, I think it's related to pituitary growth, a tumor on the pituitary gland mm. uh, releasing too much growth hormone. See, I would have thought seven foot three falls into that category. Yeah, I'm not sure actually, and that might explain the the hairiness as well. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. So perhaps he um he was afflicted with that. Didn't didn't seem to stop him doing anything. Oh no, he was in um, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And he was also in um, the J.J. Abrams one. He shared the role with another actor. Right. So okay. he did some of it. Oh, that's good. He's not in a solo one, is he? No, I think he maybe retired by retired, then. Yeah, yeah he did. I, I remember seeing him in a on a mobility scooter on mm. some uh, red carpet event. Was he English, like Kenny Baker, or American? To me, yeah, I think he was English. That will be a correction for next week. Yeah. Well, you know, from the UK, could have been Irish. Have you heard anything about this Mandalorian series? No, it sounds good though. I've not heard out about it. You've not heard anything other um, than they're doing it. <laughs> I believe starring Pedro Pascal. Don't know who that is. I'm pretty sure it's the guy from Narcos. Oh, right. Prince yeah. Oberyn, Martell, who got his head s- squished. Yes. And I like him. He's good. He's good. If it's man- about Mandalorians, he'll spend most of his time in armour, won't he? Because of the bounty hunting. Well, the, the Mandalorian uh, army, as such, is where... Is they all look like Boba Fett and the clone troop and the, is it the clone troopers? What they were on the um Yeah, the Clone Wars. Yeah. The all all the guys look like Boba Fett, it's Mandalorian armor. I believe. Right, see I thought I got it maybe I've got it mixed up because I thought Han Solo was a Mandalorian. He's Corellian. Corellian. Mm. Right. Getting my Mandalorians and my Corellians mixed up. Yeah, midichlorians. Well, I think, well, this is going to be the first live action Star Wars series, isn't it? Yes, and if they go anything like the uh, Marvel ones did, then, well, it's going to be ridiculous. We'll have thousands of them. Oh, you think they might spawn? Yeah, I think they will. I, do you know, I hope they're more, um, what's the word? Um, Sporadic. No, um, where you're empathetic to the franchise. Right. In that they don't just fucking milk it for what it's worth and they concentrate on quality rather than... There's that many of them Marvel series and I have had to watch some of them Mm. because I've been in the same room and they're just like soap operas. Yeah. Like average dramas. Uh, Some of them are all right, I think. The... uh... Legion is one of my favourite ones, and that's like a bit of a left left field sort of one. It's um, never heard of him. 
it's <coughs> it's more adult than some of the others, and it's uh, it's loosely connected to the X Men um, canon, but it's very very far removed from your your Commodore Garden Marvel stuff. It's worth a watch. I quite, mm. quite enjoyed it. It's very very weird. Very weird. Deals with weird. Of, yeah, it deals with a lot of like strangeness and mental health and. Usual sort of time travel and some weird super monster possession. A bit dark. Like that. Very dark, yeah. All oh, right. Yeah, it's worth a watch, I reckon. I've started watching The Looming Tower the on Looming BBC Tower. Two. It's uh, Jeff Daniels from Dumb and Dumber. Right. He plays a, a big wig at the FBI. It's about the build up to the 9 11 attacks. Okay. Starting in the late 90s, 98, I think. Uh, when the embassy at Mo- uh, not Mo- was it Mozambique, Kenya, it's capital of Kenya. Is it Mozambique? No, is it for <laughs> Nairobi? Nairobi. Nairobi. When the embassy at Nairobi was bombed, right? Um, yeah. And uh, I've watched two, and I, I think it's probably worth watching. All right, I'll keep an eye for that. I, I watch on iPlayer. Yeah. Cool. There's um. That line of duty, I think the last one's tonight. She's been I watching that. Followed that. Well into it, she is. Yeah. I, I saw one, it was pretty good. Who's in that? Uh, Stephen Graham and Vicky McClure. Both of those are in This Is England and those other... Uh, I never watched them either. No. I don't want to have a port of mojito. Oh, you're not on a train, so... Port it is. Port it is. Any port in a storm. Um, you've um, you downloaded uh, America before. I did. I've been listening to it on oh, right. Audible. Yeah. This is the new Graham Hancock book, which he, came out recently. Yeah. Last, I was I was quite disparaging about him last last episode. Yeah, um, I don't think you were. Well, I said I, I hated his voice, but oh, I well, think it's just, um, it's just personal, isn't it? Well, I've been listening to him all all week, and he's all right, and he's you know. I think he's um, when he gets angry and irate. I think he comes up, uh, across as a bit of an asshole. I think everyone does. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. I don't think he's unique that's in that. How, no. how how far along are you? Uh, what are we up to? Um, they're talking about the black soil. The oh, the black matte layer. Yeah. At the YDB boundary. You no, oh, no, 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 not that. It's not a geological layer. It's. They're talking about the soil that was around, um, I can't oh. remember when, ages ago, but it's some special, super fertile soil. Oh, right, really? it can reinvigorate, like, desert lands and shit. Right, this is ringing a bell, this. And it, you're further along than me, anyway. They, they created a straight, uh, they had a way of creating it, which involved slow burning, like... Um, they burnt all the matter and, and all the shit and everything. And they did a slow burn. Like, you know when you compost heap, it gets really hot inside just from the action of... Chemical reactions. Uh, well, uh, microbes and stuff. Yeah, exothermic. Yeah. And they uh, that generates this heat which drives the the breakdown of all the, the material. They did mm. a similar thing, but they actually used heat to speed up the process. Wow. And right. it was like a slow, a slow burn. So they just had <coughs> loads of this stuff. They lived in... Uh, what he calls it, like a shitscape or something. And it was the, it was basically all the animal feces and human feces and all that. It was all kind of 
all over the, the shop. Is this South America? But it was constantly being... Yeah, I think so. I think right. it's South America, yeah. Well, something rings a bell about this. Mm. Now, am I right in thinking that we can't produce it? I don't think we can, we, no. It's almost like a forgotten technique yeah. or technology. Yeah, because he, he's... Well, as you know, he's, he's big on uh, the idea that there could be civilizations that preceded us that were just as technologically advanced and... and Maybe not... Right, not iPads. <laughs> it's not just that. Uh, it could be more in it, more advanced in some ways and less in others. They may choose a different path. Yeah. They might not decide to invent plastic. They might, you know. They might we, do invent some crazy soil. That's just yeah, yeah. Grow, grow um, I've started listening to it. Mm. I'm up to the bit where he goes to the Denisovan cave. Oh, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. That's in Siberia. And the Denisovans are like a bit like Neanderthals, aren't they? Like a cousin of Neanderthals who mm. apparently through gene sequencing we know interbred with humans and Neanderthals. Yep. But I found it quite moving um, the way he described the juvenile graves. Yes. In, yeah. in the Denisovan cave. Um, they were buried with, this particular one was buried with over 100 tools mm. of grave goods. Uh, jewelry, yeah. You think it sort of just rips up when if you say Neanderthal to someone, uh, 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 just uh, yeah, yeah, that's what you think, don't you? Fred Flintstone type. Um, Not sh- even that shambling moron, shambling moron, he knuckle des- dragger. <laughs> he, he, that, he describes it in the book. Yeah, you'd think of a shambling, you know, shambolic, shambling moron. But they could appreciate art. Mm. They can manufacture. Grave goods is really interesting. Shows they cared a lot about each other, so empathy and... What are the implications of grave goods? Belief in an afterlife, which is high, high, uh, high intelligence, really. High society. High society. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not saying atheists are idiots, but it's the creation of... Self-awareness. Exactly, yeah. The creation of a religion is a, is a, an advanced intelligence. I'm pretty sure that dogs, dolphins, whales, whatever, are not aware of their own mortality. No. These these Denisovans and Neanderthals were... They're very close to us. Well, close enough to interbreed with us, for fuck's mm. sake. Yeah, the implications are huge. Do you think the... For our uh, history as homo sapien. Do you think the best team won? <laughs> Fuck, well, we'll never know, will no. we? No. They could have been as intelligent as us, the Denisovans and Neanderthals, you know. Mm. But we just, I don't know, outbred them. What if they didn't die out? They left. <laughs> On spaceship. <laughs> yeah, Spaceman. Space. <laughs> Denisovan Spaceman. <laughs> That'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah, didn't Christa Berg write a song about that? Uh, <laughs> Christmas one. <laughs> <laughs> and then a solvent came travelling. That's the no. one. <laughs> no, um, so you're lacking the book. I am. You're about yeah, halfway do. through, do you reckon? About halfway, I think, yeah. So you don't think that he is... Wow, that's great. <laughs> Do I think he's a well? 
That's what I get. Well, that's what he's been tired with for the last twenty-five years. Am I a scientist? I don't know. Well, I'm I'm trained. I have a degree in a a scientific. um, No one's one's peddling you, accusing you of peddling untrue theories. Yeah, but what is a scientist? What Uh, and therefore, what is a pseudo scientist? Am I? I'm. You know, am I a pseudo podcaster? Because I'm not in in like the top 100 podcasters. Well, pseudo sort of means like counterfeit, doesn't it? Like um, uh, false. Semi. Semi. <laughs> Semi-scientist. Semi. I don't know. He's I. <laughs> I don't know how you def- define a scientist. Well. Uh, I don't think you can really. Not really. I would say that anyone who's into homeopathy is a pseudo-scientist. <laughs> the thing is, pseudo-scientist is used as a... Prog- not a pro- uh, derogatory pro- derogatory term derogatory term to shut down people to shut down him that's like what specifically it was used for. to shut down him and yeah. and uh people like john b peterson i guess yeah i've heard it do you know how many citations he has yeah thou- fucking thousands, thousands. yeah and people call him a pseudoscientist because they don't like his Views on political correctness. People I mean, are dicks. People are just dicks. It's so narrow-minded, isn't it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And um, I mean, most of these people who criticise Jordan Peterson, they don't listen to any of his stuff. Nope. They have no idea what he stands for. He's eminently reasonable. Mm. And he's very careful with his words. Yeah. But, oh, he, he was in a photo with some guy wearing a Peppy the Frog t-shirt, so therefore he's a, he's a white supremacist, pseudo-scientist, Trump-loving, fucking... Ass bandit, you know, it's just uh, people are so quick to judge, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone is. I suppose you've got to watch yourself, haven't you? You do, you have to check yourself, or, or you'll wreck yourself. Check your privilege, yeah, yeah. No, I don't, I don't think it's no, a there isn't a job for everyone, and no, you can't train everyone to do everything. That's wrong, yeah, that's wrong. A... I think he's a, a well read. Uh, well researched, or a, you know, great researcher of history. Oh, Hancock, mm. a historian, definitely. An anthropologist, definitely. Well, this is what I've talked about before: is that he bre- he draws from different disciplines. Well, anthropology is a science, and oh, he's yeah. he knows a lot about it. He's researched a lot. I mean, he's been doing it for thirty odd years. So he's not a pseudo scientist. I, I, he says I don't. I've never claimed to be a scientist, and I'm not a scientist. I'm a journalist and a writer. Well, they, well I think I think he's a really good writer. I think the way he, he writes the books is really good and yeah. really um, enthralling, and it's really well written, distre- descriptive. Uh, he uses words I don't recognise. Well, that's clear. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a sign of a good writer. Points. When you have to Google a word because you, you've never heard it before. I've heard there was a word I'd never heard before in this book. Well, so he said, oh, there's, there is one thing that annoyed me. He mm. said uh, shift of paradigm about 400 times a chapter. Paradigm shift. Paradigm shift. Paradigm shift. Yeah. Like, okay, we get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what would that be a, a good alternative sentence for par- uh, paradigm shift? It's a tricky uh, one because paradigm is all encapsulating, isn't it? It is. I know what you mean, though. You just found that grating. A little bit. Yeah. Not enough to not listen to the rest of it. 
I mean, it's not Guns, James and Steel. <laughs> I could very, not get into that. <laughs> it's very dry. Guns, James and Steel. It's had a, quite a bit of flack as well, Guns, James and Steel. Hmm. Well, the thing is, this is what's so exciting about what Hancock's writing about. Guns, James and Steel was written uh, maybe t- 20 years ago, nearly. Uh, the science in anthropology, archaeology and such, it can all change with the next turn of a spade. Yeah. Um, he mentions about um, increase uh, the increase in uh, accuracy of carbon-14 being used to redate. I think the Denisovan cave, I think they originally dated it with carbon-14 to 35,000 years. Pushed down to 50,000. 50,000. <laughs> fucking 50,000 right. years. That's mad. Using drills to drill fucking bracelets. Who was it? Wasn't there a guy as well? He's found some, uh, some older. It was like hundred thousand years. Oh yeah, three hundred thousand years or something. Oh, I don't know about three. Maybe not. I think they keep pushing back Homo sapiens, don't they? Mm. And I think we're back to about one eighty thousand years now, right? On current evidence. So, but yeah, this is why it's so exciting. Yeah. And the whole that's why he calls it paradigm shift because it can change. He lays into. Um, American archaeology and the Clovis first dogma. Ah, uh, yeah, was, so this pre-Clovis, isn't it? And, and well, there, well, there wasn't for about fifty years yeah. because they just would not entertain it. Yeah, the um, uh, the sort of mainstream archaeological mainstream in the states just would not entertain well, it. Again, he talks about that, and the reasoning behind that seems to be it's things run on opinions of people rather than data and facts and science. So it seems like there's there was this one guy who was a, a bit of a a dick at the time, and no one had no one had crossed him, and he he basically wrote the laws of geology or whatever at the time, and that and that was it. And there's no one had no one had uh, challenged him for the, years. The problem is, I think I've said it before, but science is a method, but scientists are people, hmm. and they're subject to peer pressure and human um, error. Human error, um, bribery. What's the corruption? Thing? Um, uh, uh, bias. Where you bias uh, on something you believe to be true anyway? Con- confliction bias. Uh, confirmation bias. Confirmation bias. There's a really good book which might interest you on that subject called The Science Delusion. Ben Goldacre. No. Um, Rupert Sheldrake. Right. Written as a sort of a an after piece to the god delusion by Dawkins. Dawkins yeah. And he's all I mean he's quite way out there, Rupert Sheldrake. He's he's again is a published scientist. He had a breakthrough, um something to do with genetics and flowers, but he, he made a huge scientific breakthrough on his own off his own back. But again, that book is all about dogma in science and um how uh the status quo is so difficult sometimes to mm. turn over. And that's what Hancock's talking about as far as the Clovis first. So the Clovis culture was in North America, wasn't it? Yeah. Dating to the end of the last ice age, roughly 12,000 mm-hmm. years ago. And for 50 years, decades, any evidence that supported a previous culture in North America was rejected. Mm. And, you know, it's part of the art of Africa thing as well. Yeah. And trying to establish this timeline for where people went and in what order. And yeah, the dominant vision of uh, North America pre-Ice Age was basically just a wilderness with no people. Mm. It doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make Why any wouldn't sense they go there? No. 
And the evidence has proved it correct, hasn't it? They keep mm. having to push it back. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was interesting how he talks about the ice-free corridor. Yes. So yeah. it opens. So if you two big ice sheets... Up between Alaska and... Um, Siberia. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if the Bering Strait... So, so that... So you can get over, mm. but it's then getting south into North America. At one point, the Laurentine ice sheet and Caldera ice sheet uh, move apart and leave an ice-free corridor, which right. gives you access to North America, Central America, and South America. Seasonal or no, geological? No, like there was, it opened at the end of the last ice age. Right. And it opened like 130,000 years ago. And it'll open wow. for a period of a millennia or and that's a few it. hundred years. Wow. And then it shuts up again. Strange. Isn't it? So it, it's, it's, it's hinting at, well, if they didn't come the last time, if they were already here the last time the corridor opened at, at 12,000 years ago, when was the previous time? And it was maybe 40,000 years ago. Mm. Maybe they came then. Yeah. Know? And then it's, well, did they come on boats? And there's genetic evidence linking fucking Aborigines with um, people in the Amazon, lost tribes uh, yes, in the Amazon. Yes, that was mentioned as How well. How the fuck do you account for that? Yeah. You know, it's, it's wild. It's interesting stuff. We're a nomadic species. Very much so, it seems. And it seems that they have to keep pushing the date back further where mm. people have, have been, you know, colonising. It's really interesting. One of these days, they're going to find a T-Rex ribcage with a human skeleton inside it. They were like, oh my God, <laughs> the Flintstones. That's <laughs> another thing. He talks about the um, the um, the meteor that hit uh, New Mexico and killed the dinosaurs, hmm. leaving making the space for mammals to take over the planet, basically. Yeah. That, you know, if it were not for that meteor, it would probably be the Thunder Lizard still. If we, uh, if we were wiped out tomorrow, <laughs> humans... <coughs> Uh, what do you think would take over first? Are you assuming um, some sort of human virus that just wipes people out? No yep. one else. Yeah. Nothing else. Nothing else. Um, so you've got to th- you've got to think. What are the most intelligent species? Haven't you? You would assume that intelligence dolphins? is the primary <laughs> thing. Is the difference is dolphins cannot affect their own environment. They can't change their own environment. Would it not be the most sexually active species that would take over? Nope. I wouldn't say so. I mean, I don't mean take over and then, you know, start Evolve. call centres and shit. <laughs> I mean, uh, just just overrun the planet. So it'd be like... Um, I think nature plants. Things. <coughs> <coughs> I think na- nature has a habit of keeping things in check in that way, in that regard. That's that's certainly concerning. Yeah. Because yeah. we, we're overrunning, aren't we? I'm I'm thinking what would be the next species that could evolve and take our place, if you like, as the the master of the planet. I'm thinking you've got to go for another ape. Otters. <laughs> otters. Definitely otters. Otters or meerkats. <laughs> <laughs> Full. <laughs> <coughs> oh, I'd go for like a... Probably, uh, no, not chimps. Orangutan. Bonobos. Bonobos, I'm going to go for. Bonobos? Yeah. The one with the red arses? They're really sexual active as well. They are. Indeed bastards. I think there's only two sexual relationships that they don't engage in. And I think it's... Trees? I think it's father and daughter. And one other. 
but all other relationships are fine. In bonobos, I say. In bonobos, yeah. They do shag everything. Wow. And they're really happy. And a royal family. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Historically. <laughs> oh, God. <coughs> oh, dear me. Bonobos. Did you exercise your um, democratic rights on Thursday? No, not in the local election. No. I was too busy. I, we had a sheet, and it was like, cheese up to ten people. Was it really? This. And I was like, what the hell? Parish Council. Ten different parties, or did you have multiple no, that, different parties? I think that was the Parish Council, so that was oh. slightly different. You're going to let your next priest? No, it's nothing to do with, with church, I don't think. It's, it's, to do, it's connected with the council, but uh, our actual councillors were, there were two of each, I think, and then like a UKIP guy, and you know it says where they, um, where they live. It oh, was yeah. like, blah, 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 blah. No fixed All right, part. all local. Yeah, you keep going, no fixed part. No, the YouTube guy was um, uh, addressing Birmingham. I'm like, what the fuck does he know about local issues around here? What do you put that down to? Lack of people who want to be in UKIP. <laughs> do you think he was he was flowing in to stand? Possibly, In your yeah. parish council election? Not in the parish, in the, in in the, the local, local elections, yeah. Do you think? I just... It seemed odd that he was so far away. Mm. Not even in the northwest. Or do you think maybe because he's UKIP, he didn't want to use his home address and just used a PO box in Birmingham or something, uh, or a party possible, office or something, for possible. security reasons? I hadn't thought of that. Is, it pos- is that possible? Or is that a bit paranoid? It's possible. Yeah. It's probably not paranoid. The, write, the him of fact again. write him a letter and ask him. You know where he lives. Yeah. I do. I what should have kept my ballot paper. <laughs> Dear UKIP man. No. Sargon of Akkad is running for UKIP oh, in the is, European isn't he? elections. Oh, yeah, I saw that. You're familiar with Sargon of Akkad? Yeah, he's another one that is. Uh, he would be classed as an extremist um, internet personality. Like, uh, who's the other one? Alex Jones. Alex Jones, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think that those words were, almost those words, were used in an article I read on The Guardian about uh, Sega Genesis. and Sargon of a Cat. That's the one, and uh, Alex Jones. They call him an extremist and compared him to Alex Jones. Right, extreme right wing, probably. Extreme right wing? I don't know, I, don't, I can't remember that. I'm sure it was... I'll I'll dig it out, but uh, the words extreme were used, yeah. And they had pictures of him and uh, another guy. Oh, yeah, you know, Zopinopolis, this. Milo. <laughs> That's the one. You, Milo. You, Janga, Janga, Janga. He's an agent provocateur, though. I mean, well, he's, he's it, outrageous yeah. for well, on, publicity on reasons. A lot of these people outrageous for publicity reasons. Uh, Alex Jones. No. no. Oh, no, oh, some of them are, yeah. Yeah, Milo is one. I wouldn't put Sargon into that. I've watched a few of his videos. I've not. I can't, I can't pass judgment. He's a classic liberal. He's a classical liberal. That's libtard. all. <laughs> yeah, classical libtard. He's into, like, um, personal freedom and individuality. Don't pe- put people into arbitrary groups based on sex or gender uh, <laughs> or uh, race or religion. Yeah. Just be an individual and treat me that way. Kind of makes sense. He's quite hardcore freedom of speech advocate, which is probably what rules people up the wrong way. Ah, uh, so you can say whatever you want. 
Yeah, which is you fine. You can say whatever you want, but you bear the consequences of it. Yeah. That's what freedom of speech is. Yeah. And he's not a free speech absolutist. I don't think there are any. I mean, most people would agree that um, we have we have speech laws for things like slander. Yes. For things like um, the famous example, shouting fire in a crowded movie theatre. Yeah. You can get charged with that. Yes. But free speech in the way we're thinking about it is political. It's about political free speech. Yeah. You know, it's not slanderous or anything. It's Voicing uh, alternative opinions, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. And it's about, again, it's like Jordan Peterson said uh, to Kathy Newman, um, about, you know, you don't have a right not to be offended. No. And if you want, <laughs> if, you ha- if you want to think, you have to risk offending people. Yeah. And he said, didn't he, you're, you're certainly not afraid to risk offending me. I found it quite uncomfortable, whatever he said. Yeah. Well, yeah I, I mean, he completely tore it to bits because... She was just trying to hit, do a hit piece on him. It wasn't. He wasn't. He didn't seem he was trying. He wasn't trying to tear it a bit. She was doing most of the work herself. Exactly. To be to be honest, yeah. But she went in with a preconceived notion of who he was, yeah. what he stands for. That's dangerous. Came, came preconceived unstuck. notions are dangerous. Yeah, I try and keep an open mind. I suppose. Yeah. You? Same with uh, Carl Benjamin. I mean, I don't understand why he's standing for UKIP. I mean, I guess it's the Brexit thing. Well, that's why I, th- I think is it not a um, uh, is it not an agent provocateur? I mean, it'll certainly help them with publicity. No one else. Not necessarily him, positive though. No. So uh, I don't know. Interesting one. And it's European elections, so they're not seen as, as significant, are they? No, but I mean, I mean, it'd be weird. It's up in the air, isn't it? It could be, could be very significant. It could be. They could be significant because if they do go ahead, we're going to have hundreds of MEPs who are UKIP, who are who are anti EU, turning up at Brussels. The Brexit party. Brexit party. Sorry, not UKIP. Yeah, yeah. the the Tories are going to get destroyed by them. They are, and Labour are going to get destroyed unless they come up with some coherent it's plan. a it's a curious way of um almost ensuring brexit goes ahead now because if you install that many naysayers into the european parliament and then we just we have a second referendum and we decide to remain or we um it we fuck it up even more and it we just can't do it we revoke yeah mm. Then we're stuck with, like you say, thousands of hundreds of seats in Parliament sat on by people who are actively trying to the European Parliament destroy the European Parliament, yeah. or, or, which is really wrong for four years. Yeah, what are they going to do? They're, they're not going to be, they're not going to be effective MEPs. I thought for they're not going to do anything for for us as a. As a nation, well, they'll do all that they can do, which is vote, vote on things. Yeah, that's all MEPs do. That's all they do, isn't it? Oh, that's good. Yeah, they don't write legislation. They can't amend legislation. The only thing MEPs do is they debate and then vote. So they'll just vote against whatever they see as further in the EU agenda. I suppose. I suppose that's what they'll do if they turn up and take the seats. Hang on, that could be that could be interesting if we did remain. 
it could break things. Well, there won't be a big enough block. But if it happens in other European countries as well, this anti-EU sentiment, which seems to be seems to be rearing its head in other European countries. Well, it started in it? Greece, didn't it? A few years ago, that was yeah. That's where it started. They had Grexit. I remember that. That's right. Yeah. Thinking that's a fucking shit name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's sort of it's like a minority view in a lot of southern European countries. I think, mm-hmm. isn't it? If they had enough, if they were, had a big enough voting block, then they could essentially shut the EU down politically. Can't see it happening. Can't see no. them having that much, uh, that many anti-EU MEPs. I was just yeah. thinking it might make the the current the current deal, the current membership, seems pretty good already with the rebates and stuff. But they could make it even even better, which is. I suppose what Brexit was all about, really. You either exit or get a better deal, I suppose. The thing is, I don't, I can't see them being enough to hold that much power no. in the European Parliament. They'll just be the shouty people in the corner that everyone else ignores. Well, it's Farage just, was of, a complete penis. Well, instead it? of just him, they'll just be 100 of them. Yeah. Or 150 of them. <laughs> it's fucking, it's just bonkers, isn't it? 150 internet personalities. <laughs> and Nigel Farage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just two, memes. Two, 200 YouTubers and then <laughs> Nigel Farage. <laughs> Fucking hell. It's just a mess, isn't it? A complete and utter mess. But, I'll agree with that. Yeah. But it's given us things to talk about, I suppose. Yeah, certainly, yeah. Keeps things interesting. The country hasn't sort of stopped functioning yet. No. <laughs> Even yet. though the politicians are doing practically nothing other than... That's right, yeah. I wonder what's uh, what's slipped through the net while we've been so focused on uh, on Brexit. Porn licenses. The porn licenses. The the net neutrality's probably gone even less neutral. Fox hunting is that back? Probably, yeah. <laughs> the foxes are riding the horses now. <laughs> the internet's been sold to Trump, and we don't even yeah. know about it yet. No, no. I need to get a VPN sorted. If that's the case. <laughs> Plan ahead. Yeah, it's uh, it's completely up in the air. What do you think is going to happen? I have no idea. Excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> I I have no idea. We're, we've got Liberal Democrats back from the dead. I didn't expect that to happen. The thing is, these you've got to take these local elections that happened this week with a pinch of salt. Yeah, it's a it's a protest vote, right? Uh, I don't mean that in that sense. I mean, the Tories were coming from a high watermark. Mm. The last uh, local elections were the same day as. The election that Cameron won. Right. So the Tories had more to lose. In that same election, the Lib Dems were fucking annihilated. So yeah. they were coming from a historically low point. The Tories knew they were going to lose. And they were expecting to lose 500 seats. And yeah. it was worse. Because mm-hmm. of the Brexit on top. Yeah. They lost 1,300. The big shock, surprise, well it's not really a surprise, is Labour. They have lost... Net 60, I think. 60, 70, 80. I think it was 80 something, right. whatever. The point is, is that they should have gained a lot. Yeah. They're in opposition. The government's been in for fucking nine years. They should be, if they're going to be the next government, they should be, you know, knocking at the door at the yeah. local elections and giving them a bloody nose. And they lost these. It's mm. not looking good for them. No. And I think that's due to Brexit as well. Green's got a lot of seats, but there's a lot of talk about climate. At the moment, isn't there? Yeah. So I think that was probably it. Yeah, that will help them. Plus the the protests, because 
Well, they reckon that the Brexit Remainer vote went to the Lib Dems primarily, that the Greens didn't really benefit from them. So no. maybe it was a climate change effect that they're doing better. A lot of independence, which is a mess. Protest it? votes. Yeah, protest votes. 30-something thousand spoiled ballots. Wow. System's broken. It is. And people have had enough. Do you think we should move to PR? Never going to happen. The only people who can implement PR are the people who stand to lose from it. What about the Australian way? What's that? Mandatory voting. Just have a Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> Mandatory voting? Yeah. Definitely not. No? No. No, 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 no. It's a free country, is it not? So What's the punishment? What's the punishment for not voting in Australia? Well, I don't know. Don't know punishment. Well, Fine, how do you enforce probably. it then? If it's mandatory, that is, that tells me that it's enforced somehow. It must be. It's not North Korea style. Is it a fine? I don't know. I don't know. Let's find out. Um, I don't think mandatory voting is a good idea. I think being in a free country in a democracy means that you have the right to not participate. Okay. Um, there are other people who don't participate. Prisoners don't participate through force. Um, I think, f- yeah. Plus, um, I'll I tell you what, you could have that. I wouldn't mind. Go on, what are you saying? $20 penalty. Fucking bullshit then. Yeah. But the principle is there. That, um, mm. I possibly wouldn't disagree with mandatory voting if there was an option of none of the above. Yeah. I think you have to do that. Well, yeah. It, well, maybe you could. You could. You could have an option to spoil the paper. The problem is, though, what if you disagree fundamentally with the the actual system, not the parties, but the actual system? Prison. To be forced. Yeah, exactly. Get in the slammer. To be forced to participate, I think, is is not a good uh, moral thing for a free country to do. So no, I'm going to okay. say no. Definitely not. No. Forget what I, what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> do you agree or not? Uh, I, a... I've never not voted. Have you not? But I have spoiled ballot papers. Right. So, my, it won't make, you know, so in other days. words, it won't make any difference to you. No. All right. But you don't see? Do you not see the problem with? Yes. Yeah. Forcing it. Yeah, it's police state. <laughs> well, it's, you could it could be the thin end of the wedge Step towards. Yeah. You know. Do you think about mandatory anything? Well, I th- I think that certain vaccinations should be mandatory, um, which was mentioned in the news this week. Germany are considering a two and a half thousand euro fine for parents who can't prove yeah. their kids have had measles. They they uh, they shouldn't be allowed to start school. I don't think. Right. Because it's not just your your decision to not vaccinate isn't just risking your child. It's risking all those who can't have vaccines for medical reasons, and there's plenty who? of them. Other children who can't who can't have uh, vaccines. There are certain certain uh, medical conditions where you can't have vaccines. Like I, I I don't know. I'd have to check. But uh, for example, if you some allergies you can't have vaccines. So if you've got an egg allergy, you can't have a you can't have a uh, an egg based vaccine. Uh, but there's no is there no alternative? Not currently. They all have egg. In. <laughs> they all have Pretty egg. Pretty much, in. yeah. There's there's cell lines. <laughs> Why do they put egg in? 
the the vaccine the vac- right vaccine production yes you basically <coughs> start with an egg free range yeah it has to be like a certain grade medically chicken clean. chicken Duck. chicken egg you could start with a chicken egg start with a chicken egg and it's fertilized knob of butter there's a in chicken the pan in it. For... yeah yeah flour your potatoes yeah <laughs> go on chicken egg chicken egg you then which came first never mind chicken yep uh you then lop the top off yeah with your teaspoon yeah no actually don't that's you 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 get your egg you tap it on the top first yeah and and that, yeah put the salt in <laughs> Get your egg. You Throw in, a bit over your shoulder. You inoculate that egg <coughs> with seed. the virus. Yeah, with the seed, with the virus. So you're you're putting the flu virus in the egg. Mm-hmm. You're then incubating that for yeah. X number of days and then blast chilling it to kill the, the, um, the, chick. the chicken. Yeah. You kill the chick. Yeah. You blast furnace it. <laughs> blast chill it. I think How do you the, do that? In a big freezer. You just put it in the freezer? Or is it a special... It's a special thing. How It goes seriously cold. Yeah. It is it like Demolition cold. Man? Kind of. Seriously. Simon Phoenix, you've been fined 10 credits <laughs> of the Morality's Code. So you get chilled Demolition Man style. Demolition Man style, yeah. Fuck. Cryo. Stasis. Pretty sure. Yep. Yep. So anyway, <laughs> you've then got an egg, a nasty-ass egg full of virus, live virus. Right. If you wing that at someone, they're fucking they're gonna get flu, basically. Gonna get flu. Gonna get flu. So it's nasty shit. You then lop the top off, suck all the juices out, all the nasty juice. Spit that into someone's eye. Right. Suck that out and uh <laughs> then spin it down, centrifuge. All right, yeah. And then separate out the bits. That's separate. The centrifuge separates the different components of the yeah. inside of the egg. So there's well, the, of the, the white of the, and the yolk of the yeah, if you like, of the uh, of the stuff you've sucked out. <coughs> oh, uh, you put the stuff you sucked out in the centrifuge, right? Yeah, to right. split out, and you add certain chemicals to kill the virus. Mm. So the virus is then inactivated. It's not a live virus, right? You spin it down, it breaks up. You end up with different parts of the virus at different levels in a in a tank mm-hmm. and you extract the antigen right from the tank and that is your your vaccine essentially basically in a nutshell mm-hmm. in an eggshell you uh you then use that to uh trigger an immune response so you you inject an antigen just dead antigen so it's not the whole virus you're not going to get flu from it anyone who tells you to get flu from a flu vaccine or measles from a measles vaccine or anything from any vaccine that's wrong is it is an idiot it's a difference it's a side effect or allergic reaction yeah it's not the actual virus itself no there are some live vaccines that are the actual virus Ah, and and that you can get but yeah in an inactivated vaccine you can't you can't get the flu from why when they take extract the last piece from the tank why can't can they not take the egg away from that and just leave the antigen the the egg is as it has gone in the further yeah but you're saying they can't take us they're allergic to eggs where's the egg still left in the in the last there's still there's still pro i mean you know what People with peanut allergies are like if they if there's a peanut in Depends the room, the they, they can be fucked. Yeah, so yeah. egg allergies are, are similar. 
Right. So the slightest uh, trace. You, do, you don't want a trace in your bloodstream because that's, that's going to be nasty for him, isn't it? Right. So, yeah, there are traces of like albumin, uh, which is egg protein from the white of the egg, I think. So yeah, that's essentially how you how you create an inactivated vaccine. But you instead of one egg, imagine a million eggs a day mm. going through this process, right. creating liters and liters and liters of eggs. So does one egg provide one vaccine? No, <laughs> right. that would have been convenient. Yeah, it would have been a tiny. No, you can get a lot out of one egg. Right, fair enough. Uh, I don't know how much. I used to know. So some people are allergic to eggs, therefore they can't have vaccines. Egg-based vaccines. Who else can't take vaccines? Uh, or would it be? Yeah, people with um, so people with immune immunosuppressive disorders, like AIDS. AIDS, yeah. Because their immune system's weak. Yeah, but it's not live virus. Like vi- no, vaccine. but you're triggering a uh, immune response. An immune response. So, so they might get something else. Possible. Right. Yeah. yeah. A cold could then kill them. Because well, that's, that's, how, that's how AIDS works. Yes, because um, immune, immune, it attacks your immune system. Yeah, that's another bit of news today. They, People with AIDS tend to die of cold. Other colds. Thing, yeah, you yeah. don't die of AIDS. Uh, that's the, exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, that's the other thing today, They've, Today, this week. They've found that um, if you're on PrEP for HIV treatment, which is the, the latest treatment, it's called PrEP, mm-hmm. Um they for HIV or AIDS for HIV, right? They they found that you cannot transmit the disease um, at all. I don't through, how, sexually. How have they found that out? Through eight years of of um, research, right? Well, following people who have AIDS, who have HIV, and then have unprotected yeah, sex, barebacking all over the place. Really? Is that how they found it out? Pro- probably some of that. Yeah, you need your raw data from somewhere, don't you? Exactly, that's why I don't understand where they've got it from. But there must be a logical explanation. There will. We trust them. I, yeah, I trust them. But the, the, the most important thing about that is that means that if everyone with AIDS is treated... It'll go. It'll go. Because it's a sexually transmitted disease. Yeah, and you've almost not... Almost exclusively. You've not cured... There's no, there's no AIDS cure... You've cured the but transmission. The treatment stops the transmission, so there'll, the there'll be a last dies. person. Yeah, exactly. Fucking hell! So I thought that, that was amazing. That's, it is amazing. Um, because there's a term for that where it's wiped out. What do they call it? Uh, Same thing happened with smallpox. Eradicated. Eradicated. <laughs> It'd be an eradication rather yeah. than a cure. Yeah. Through almost like similar to the herd immunity yeah. type thing. But there'll be one vial of it somewhere in a bunker. <laughs> yeah, several probably. Just in case. <laughs> yeah. Well, they keep smallpox, don't they? It's, yeah, um, yeah. See that place down south? But, uh, What's it called? Boscombe Downs. Bletchley Park. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Summit Downs, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Boscombe? No. I don't know. But there Porton, is. Porton. Porton Down. Porton Down. Yeah, we have the chemical warfare sort of. Uh, research centre, don't we? Hmm. Type of thing, we think, maybe? Yeah, yeah. I've been past there in the car. Right. It's a big Was it all massive? It's Wiltshire. Wiltshire. Massive fences and cameras and yeah, yeah. signs proper mili- fucking proper military base. stay out, yeah. Underground, where is it? Probably. There's bunkers and all kinds of... Be, it, was, think, it was interesting driving through and there's like, you know, signs saying, mm. don't, don't come here, you'll be shot, that sort of thing. Very interesting. Uh, mandatory vaccinations... So yeah, I I think that perhaps um, unless you have a medical condition, then 
vaccinations should be mandatory for certain um, terrible diseases. Um, what you don't think of measles as being a terrible disease, but it, it is. It, no, it is. It, we don't think about it as being because no one's had no one has measles really anymore. But, but if if there was a an it's, epidemic, it's a, it's a temperature and a sore throat and a it week can kill you. And sick. It kills some people with compromised immune systems. Babies under one, maybe. Mm. It doesn't kill. Kill the infirm. It doesn't kill millions of people worldwide, or thousands it's, of people. It's it's not Ebola, no. No. It's a, it's one of them childhood diseases. It's like chickenpox. Do you think in 10 years, when the vaccine for chickenpox is mandatory, we'll be saying, well, it could kill you, chickenpox? We don't have the vaccine over here, but they do No, in but I'm saying in 10 years, once we've done the mandatory vaccinations and, and we the pharmaceutical comp- companies want to make some more money, sell <laughs> some more... That's It's the main source of profit, vaccines, isn't it? Mm, some, yeah. And cold and flu remedies. They're not interested in cures. Vaccines are repeated... And every new generation gets vaccinated. That's why it's such a good money spinner for him. Mm. And the vaccines aren't 100%. So like with MMR, you get your first one as a baby. Yeah. And I think it's maybe 93 or 94%. And then you have your second one at four, is it? Four years old, three years remember. old? A couple of years after maybe. Which is like the second shot, which takes it up to 97%. Mm. You know what the best form of immunization is? Getting, getting it. <laughs> yeah, actually getting, getting it. Getting it. Yeah. Well, that's, what, yeah. that's the chickenpox theory, isn't it? Chickenpox is definitely not a killer disease. All those shingles can kill if you get it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's so when's it going to come in? Be man- man- have a, I understand where you're coming from. I just have a problem with governments having the power to mandatory vaccinate the population. Yeah. I understand for pragmatic reasons why you're for it. I'm definitely for it. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm just a bit more cynical and worried about what the implications could be mm. of being mandated to inject you with something without your consent if you i suppose you could they, w- they wouldn't just say oh we have to inject everyone now or they might say that but i don't remember signing a consent form for when or having a consent form sent home for bcg and things when when we were at school you would do now we would now, yeah. I'm but I don't sure remember back then. I'm sure they did then. Probably I'm sure did. our parents did. Definitely. All right. The uh, they wouldn't maybe do. They wouldn't say, right. You got to come in for your vaccine now. Yeah. They'd probably say you'd start to see. Oh, you can't. You can't start school without your vaccine license. Oh yeah, they'll just stand you, you stop your life. Yeah, you can't go to any Plus the social fine. events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it makes it mandatory. Yeah. Um, oh, I had uh, something really interesting, uh, not interesting, uh, thought important then to say. It's fucking gone. Oh, my God. Ah, I think it could, forced vaccination is probably a fundamental breach of human rights. Mm. Like forced anything, I suppose. What about if you went into some uncontacted tribe in the Amazon and went in there and forced vaccinated them? You think that'd be right? Uh, no. No. Well, why would why would it be right for a government to do it to us then? Because, well, it's it's a, to stop 
you know. It's an, an eliminated disease. Yeah. yeah. Is that the price worth paying? I think if if, if smallpox came back or the, pl- or the bubonic plague or something, mm. there will be massive mandatory vaccination drives. Massive. Yep. Uh, you're talking about measles, though. I am. I'm mumps you can't and rubella. Compare, you can't compare measles, mumps, or and rubella combined to smallpox coming back, and flu. I would say. What else were you vaccinated for? Meningitis? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, you can get I didn't know there was one. Vaccine, yeah. TB? Polio? TB, yeah. Polio. Um, I would say death toll from TB in the day was pretty fucking staggering. Yeah. Again, you know, I would call them advancements. If there was periods where it was mandatory done, which I'm not sure there were, but they might have been, um, then I would say there's a clear and present danger there and that, mm. that action, the state in its role to protect its people is fulfilling that. You're arguing that the state has a duty to protect its population yes. and therefore I support mandatory vaccination the state being given that power. Yeah. Um, I would I would say against that that measles, mumps, and rubella aren't that aren't big enough of a problem to justify the state having that power over us. Right. Okay. Does that makes sense. Yep. And there's probably no right or wrong answer there. It's a moral judgment. So, what would you we'll have to agree say? To disagree. <laughs> yeah. No. No. That's fine. <laughs> what would you say if um, so if there was a child who got ill, who got measles. Or, we'll use measles as the example, yeah. but it could be anything. Could be out. Got measles, died of measles. Um, they <coughs> found out there was one child in the class that wasn't vaccinated. Yeah. Um, who he, also had measles. Yeah. Didn't die. All the rest of the children were vaccinated, didn't get measles. Would the... Would the parents of the child who died have recourse against the parents of the child who wasn't vaccinated? No. Because if that child had been vaccinated, their child wouldn't have died necessarily? Yep. But there's no recourse for that. Why did the child die? Measles. Why did it die of measles? Uh, Shit, look. Well, the the most um, no pre-existing condition. It's it's just one of those things. The Me- most measles re- might kill two percent of people. The most um, res res fucking hell. What's the word now? The most resilient demographic to the measles virus is young children. Mm. It's very young children under one and old people who are at risk from dying. Kids healthy, like you said, with no preconditioned kids don't die of measles. Right. Why did why was he immune compromised then? No, it was, sake of it was just a it was a it a was fluke. a shit fluke. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't they blame the um, manufacturer of the vaccine? Uh, this I don't know. That might be. They admit it. I thought of that. <laughs> Maybe he got a bad batch. I suppose you'd have to find out why he specifically died of measles then mm. before you could take it further. Was it a med- was it a medical condition? What if he was immunocompromised then? Let's say he was immunocompromised. He couldn't have the vaccine. And it's the lack of herd immunity that's yes. killed him. Yeah. Yeah. Would the parents have recourse? Not in my state, no. 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 Uh it seems shitty to say that when you put yourself in that parent's uh position. 
It's a weird thought experiment. I mean, yeah, but it's interesting that this is this is what's called thinking, <laughs> and you have to talk. <laughs> I wonder what that itch was. <laughs> yeah, you have to talk things out to get your. The first thing you say probably isn't going to where you're going to land in the end. You've no. got to talk things through, haven't you? <laughs> I've realised that. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to talk things through in order to think mm. and to come with a come up to a position. You know, yeah, it'd be horrible to be in that parent's position. Who would you, t- you you know, your first instinct would be to take it out on that child and then you'll say, well, it's not the child's fault, it's the parent's fault for not getting him in, mm. immunised and to uh, lay a vengeance at their door and then would you sue, you know, should you be allowed to sue them? It's a legal experiment, really. Mm. What would the court say then? What is the law of the land? You know... Well, Laura Land is you don't I'll have tell you to what. be vaccinated, do you? All right, then. What if the parents of the unvaccinated child then said, well, I'm sorry, but due to my religious beliefs, we are not vaccinated? Then what would you say? Oh, you put an extra layer of, of shit in the mix. <laughs> this is another argument against forced vaccinations, you see. Mm. Religious freedom. Perhaps we should just get rid of... Uh, all freedoms. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. <coughs> no, that's a, an in, a different turn on it, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Religious freedoms. Are there any religions that don't get vaccinated, you know? I think there are some that don't... Uh, Blood transfusions is one, isn't yeah, it? Medical, for Islam? Uh, is that Islam? I don't think... Uh, is it not? It was Mormons, maybe. Oh, it could be. I think so. And Rastafarians. I don't think... Take any medical interventions because oh, that's why stoned Bob Marley. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, he stubbed his toe, didn't he? Oh, fuck. What a waste! Died of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, what if you would say, said that then? That is against my religion. Would the mandatory vaccination apply to them? <sighs> this is why I'm not in politics. I just think difficult subjects. Difficult for a reason. They're multifaceted, aren't they? Mm. That's why you have to examine things and talk and talk to people and try and figure things out. This is good because I've come in and gone fucking vaccinate everyone. <laughs> shits. <laughs> now I'm backpedaling like a, a good one. <laughs> it's something that's nuanced, isn't it? Mm. And it's about balancing people's rights. Yeah. It, like you said, on first principle, you think, of course it should be fucking mandatory. Mm. It's because it's going to save lives. Scratch the surface, though. And yeah, it's, uh, it's multi-layered. It's like a fucking onion. Fucking onion. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think the jury's out on force facts. But the the thing is, is that it's rumoured to be, you know, there are European countries thinking about well, it. Well, there's that. And uh, Matt Hancock mentioned it. He said, nothing. I'm not ruling anything out. Really? This week, yeah. Was he was he asked specifically about forced vaccinations? He was... Well, I can't remember what he was talking on. Telly. I only read, like, 1% of every news story. Matt Hancock, if you're not health familiar, is yeah, health secretary currently. Looks quite young, doesn't he? He does, very young. Late yeah. 30s, 40. Like, Gavin Williamson, he was young, wasn't he? Oh, I didn't like him. No, I Have didn't. you ever seen him talk? Yeah, very uh, strange Assuming. mannerisms and the way he spoke, wasn't it? Very strange. Yeah, get him out. He's already out. He was sat this week. That This is the leak? Yes. The, I didn't uh, really read into this story. 
So the Huawei leak. Huawei. Huawei. What's the Huawei leak? Um, something about the the information that was leaked was that the government are considering using or do use Huawei for some of their uh, lower tier infrastructure, telephone masks and things, and yeah, chips and. And that's potentially a security leak, although that might, it might just be xenophobia. I mean, I think there's a China. <laughs> there's a genuine risk there that Huawei could be used as an arm of the the Chinese. Well, they're very close to the government, aren't they? I think every business in China is <laughs> close to the government. Yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't exist. I so, don't know. Maybe that's just cynical. Well, there's a. Uh, they, they claim to be completely independent. Huawei, you see, and they, they have yeah. no influence from the Chinese state. And it just seems too good to be true, that. Yeah. So maybe there is a public interest in him leaking that. Well, they, I suppose it is a, it is a defence risk, I suppose. If you buy it, is that Huawei? Uh... If, if you buy it, yeah. yeah. Um, so did he leak it for the good of the country? Did he leak it? So he's saying he didn't leak it at all. Now, the... He's he's actually calling for a police inquiry. He's saying, I want this to be a criminal inquiry. And the government is saying, no, no, it's not a matter for for the police. But if the police were involved, then they would have the powers to, you know, check the reporter's notes, etc., check everything, and maybe find that he didn't leak it. You see, because this decision was made behind closed doors by an investigation and a committee... He has no formal recourse. No. Whereas if he's charged with a crime, then at least he has his day in court and he can yeah, provide he can evidence and clear his blow name. Blow it open, yeah. As it stands now, he's fucked. Yeah, he can't do fucked. it, can he? He's gone. He's gone. He got a £17,000 payoff, apparently. Well, that ain't going to last long, is it? No. And he's no, he's no recourse. No. Whereas if he, if he did go to, to, a, to court and he was able to clear his name, that would be very interesting. Would, wouldn't it? Because, I mean, the biggest problem there is that means the leak is still there. Yeah. And this was a high-level meeting, wasn't it? A oh, national yeah. security committee of some uh, sort? Can, national Security Council, yeah. It wasn't the Secret Service there and probably GCHQ yeah. and all these big knobs? Yeah. To have a leak from that type of meeting, it's not done in politics. No. Most of the politicians who are in, who say, take Cobra meetings... Cabinet Office Briefing Room A. Mm. So we're going to call him a Cobra. It's named after... What's the acronym? Oh, very nice. Yeah, it's not like a, a room with a big snake on the I door. Know. <laughs> I, I imagine that, like the Gambit logo. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they like turn a bookcase and then they go into the secret yes, passage. Yes, yeah, or then, Ross. Yeah, <laughs> and then go subterranean into the secret bunker, Cobra Shit. bunker. Is it not like no, that? No, it's Cabinet Office Briefing Room it's A. Back room with Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but anyone who, who goes to them meetings or is a member of the Privy Council, they call it, which has the opposition represented as well. So Corbyn will be in the Privy Council. Um, Shadow Defence Secretary, maybe Emily Thornberry mm. is in the Privy Council, or was in the Privy Council. They get the most highly sensitive briefings, don't they? Yeah. That we know of. So to have a, a, a leak from one of them is, is fucking serious business. It is, it, it is. And uh, it's not, they were saying it's not a leak that impacts the security of the company, country directly. Because they, they've all signed the official secret site, haven't they? Yeah. And that's, the, that's what the, the legal angle would be, yeah. Be, yeah. 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 
But we know that's happened in the past with, with MI5 and 6 people. And I can't remember. David Hater, was it? Shayla. Uh, Shayla. The MI, yeah, the spy. Yeah, he leaked some stuff. Did a famous book in it. Was it the early 90s? Probably. David Shayla. <laughs> no, that's Mc, Mc, McNab. McNab, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was. We were young when the David Shaler happened thing, mm. so I don't really. That'd be an interesting thing to look back and research on. I think yeah. because Came on we the were, podcast, <laughs> probably free now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know if he still still does like media I stuff. Don't, I, you don't see him on TV really, no, do you? No. But at the time, it was a huge story, wasn't it? Yeah. But we were maybe in our early teens, mm, maybe yeah, thirteen, fourteen, not old enough to appreciate what was going on. Oh, yeah, I need to look back at that. That's Billy Peter. On. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fucking Sonic 2 for Mega Drive. Uh, yeah. Tails? Uh, got two characters? What? Tails. Tails is eight. Uh, <coughs> <coughs> I've been playing uh, Just Dance. <laughs> you ever played it? I have. Have yeah. you got it at home? I think we've got a copy on the PS3. So, on the PS3? Oh, with so. the glow balls? Yeah. The glowing balls that you hold in your hand? Uh, yeah. Uh, what does your daughter have a console? She's a, got a new console. DS. All right, that's handheld. handheld. Uh, we've got a Wii, and she plays. Uh, we got a PS3, but I don't know where half the shit is. And, uh, and she plays on the PS4 a bit. You were saying that um, might have changed since we last spoke. That your weight loss. Oh yeah. From the previous week of six pounds has sort of dropped off. You yeah. Not had as good a week, even though you haven't cheated or no. Now, what I found was I've been weighing myself more this week, right? which is, annoys me because I, I don't see there's bigger, there's bigger gains, drops. Um, but I, I'd been restricting my calories ridiculously. Like I'm talking really? average 900 calories a day. Wow. Just eating once a, a day? Lot. Well, or no, is I, the I'm still one? eating stuff, but it's, it's really low fat, low calorie. And, yeah. and like, yeah, like chickens, fuck all and things like that. Um, so I've been doing that, and it it kind of tailed off around about seven, eight pounds. Right. Um, and then I had a day where well, we went to see the Avengers, and um, you know, you like, pigged out, pigged out a bit, yeah. And then I didn't, I didn't add any weight on the next day, right. and the day after that, I lost weight again. So it's almost like I kickstarted my body into thinking it was going to lose weight again. Foot knows what's happening after last night because uh, <laughs> loads of beer, loads of beer, yeah. Um, but this morning, <coughs> I did warm up a lot though. So <laughs> this morning uh, was uh, eleven pounds down. All right, so you've lost you've lost another four or five pounds. Yeah, from the other way. So that's fine. That's it's pretty good. good. So I've been doing it two weeks now. Yeah, I think I'm going to spend the next week. I'm going to up my calorie intake to probably around 1,500. Yeah. Uh, and try and find out where my level is. Balance. To control, yeah. The thing is, is your balance is going to change as you lose weight. Yeah. Because as you're getting lighter, you have less fat to lump about and you need less, ca- you need less calories yeah. during the, for an annual, a normal day. So you've almost got to go more each time. Yeah. Your body, your body's threshold for where it's for for that balancing point yeah lowers as you lose weight well i'm good i've not been doing exercise either the last two weeks it's just been literally calorie see this is where i was going just dance yeah 15 minutes of that it's brilliant yeah it's fun 
you're spending time with the kids. Yeah. Um, she would video me the other day because <laughs> I was making such a twat on myself. Nice. It's a brilliant way to just do some exercise. Yeah. And it's not like a chore. Exercise can be a chore. It can. If it's not something functional. So I get exercise through work, just through work because I have a physical-ish job. Yeah. I therefore get some exercise. Yeah, I'm a fucking desk jockey, man. It's awful. But to you, exercise is something you have to do outside of work, so it's in your free time. Mm. And it's seen as like a job, an extra job. Yeah. Whereas if you can make it fun or make it part of something else, like spending time with the kid, it's brilliant. It's yeah. a winner. We've got it on the Switch. The Switch, right. You've got a Switch, I think, for Christmas. Oh, I'll have to dig out the PS3 and... Or I'll see if it's on the PS4. And I'll need to get a... Well, yeah, you could do it on the PS4 with it. It's, really, it's good. I'll have a look. Um, I'm going to... I've only just had this idea, so I'm going to implement... Because we played maybe twice or three times last week. Are you using your weight, weight vest? That's, the, well, that's, <laughs> my, that's my next step. <laughs> oh, yeah, so... get the suicide vest on. <laughs> Dude, just dance to I'm Still Standing. Oh, my God. Brilliant. That's ace. It's a good... I think that's a good weight losing tip. I'm going to do that. Well, I was going to add exercise this week because I'm upping my calorie intake. I want to see if I can level it out. Yeah. If I lose more weight, that's not really what I want to do. Well, just tell me I need to eat more calories, I suppose. Um, And then go back in it after a week for another two weeks. I'm aiming for 12 and a half stone, ideally. Right. How far off is that? Uh, I when I started, I was fifteen three. Fuck. So, so two and a half, yeah. call it. Yeah. And you've already done eleven. Eleven. That's nearly three quarters of a stone. Yeah. So you're well on your way. In two weeks. That's so nothing. Far, I've done eleven in two weeks. That's yeah. nothing. Two weeks. I know. I know it's not going to be that fast. And it might be. It'll, I, I it'll, might have weeks where I lose one pound. And I, I think it's more of a gradual drop off. Yeah. You just sort of. And then you get to the point, yeah, where you have to start introducing things. I've no time limit on it. I'm not setting no. myself a, you know, get get my beach bod ready for Western Supermare. The thing is, you need something that's implementable on the long term. Mm. It's, I don't call it diet, really. Mm. Like, I'm on a new diet. Or I'm a d- doing a new diet. It's weird. I'm thinking about lifestyle. food. That, that yeah. well, the thing that's changed. I'm thinking about. I'm not. I'm not. Think, you mean oh, you're I'm conscious? About food. I'm conscious of what I'm putting in that's my in my thing. face. Yep. Uh, whereas I, I never is, did, never ever, I wasn't bothered. This is why weighing yourself twice a day is important because right. you're making yourself accountable. Yeah. So the next time you have that chocolate in your face, yeah, you think, well, I'm going to weigh myself later. That's it. Come on, snap out of it. It's two seconds of mouth pleasure. Yeah. And that's it. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> so you need, baby. <laughs> 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 that's probably what I've had in the last 10 years that two seconds <laughs> two seconds of mouth pleasure a moment on the lips <laughs> a lifetime on the hips yeah. oh god uh, I've cut bread out to- I've not had bread for for two weeks that's really tough that's all it was tough so I like toast yeah in the evening mm. I've, I've just not been having it for my uh, I had a snap. swap milk I'm on oh, I'm on lacto free now as well but that's not lower fat is it no, no, it's not. No, so it just makes me feel well. It makes me feel less bloated. I don't know why. It's probably. See, I don't feel bloated. Maybe you have some sort of intolerance. Probably mild, like a mild reaction to it. Yeah, I don't. 
get bloated from it. I have double cream. I get a little bit. I don't know where. Maybe that's you, that. Maybe. <laughs> well, you maybe have a slight allergic. Possibly. Just a mild form of lactose intolerance. Two biggest so, things I've noticed mm. so far. I know it's early days, but I'm I'm not falling asleep in on the middle of the living room floor at eight o'clock. So you've more energy. More energy. I've I've not had to have any like Gaviscon or anything, which is quite a regular thing. So I used stomach to get, like, acid. It's improved. Acid reflux, yeah. That's improved as well. That's massive. It's good, isn't it? In two weeks? Yeah. What was the first one? Um falling asleep. More energy. Yeah. They talk about um, sugar crashes, don't they? And uh, carbohydrates just get turned to glucose immediately, don't they? Uh, it's the quickest form of um, power energy we, we get, carbs, isn't it? No, carbs, carbs, well, complex carbs are slow. No, I mean, um, simple carbs like, um, like sugar. sugar. Yeah, yeah, sugar's just like one change, isn't half, it? Yeah, yeah. But carbs get to turn to glucose quicker than proteins or fats. Yeah. You know, it's the best fuel. It's the fuel our body craves, isn't it, mm. carbs? But I think the more of a short-term thing, you know, I don't think we should be eating a lot of carbs all the time. Don't no. design for it. No. You think back to America before. Oh, yeah. The Dennis Ovens and the... <laughs> what, would they, what would their diet have looked like, do you think? Uh, paleo. <laughs> yeah, paleo, yeah. which would be... Animal, whatever animal you can... Animal proteins, fruit. Twix. Twix. Maybe double-decker. Double decker. <laughs> um, vegetables that grow above ground, they would have access to them. Pineapples. <laughs> Not many. You know they grow... And this was in that book. A bush. It's, yeah, Not they grow a in a bush. And it's one plant, one pineapple. So imagine how many pineapples you, you, there are. Loads. Which book was that in? America before. Pineapples? <laughs> at the start. Really? It's, it's talked about pineapples, yeah. Oh, I must have missed that. Yeah. That was my favourite bit. Oh, Christ. <laughs> yeah. Just just dance. I'm going to implement maybe um, an e- every other day. Just dance 20 minutes. Yeah. Just for starters. Then I'll implement the weight vest. <laughs> I've started See walking. I'm trying to do... 10,000 steps a day, which is almost impossible. Fucking NHS shit. It's a crazy amount of steps. Oh, right. I I started doing... uh, (laughs) No, I would would do eight at work, you see. Yeah. No, I'm... uh, I've been walking to the pub. There's a... (laughs) (laughs) Rather than getting a taxi. I've been walking to the furthest away pub (laughs) in the village. Working your way back. And walking back in the mornings, so... Drinking in the mornings? Yeah. That can't be good for your diet. Really helps. Right. Um, no, I walked there and then walked back, and that's two miles, about 5,200 steps. Right. So I do that, and I go out um, at lunch, half an hour, around... Get another couple of thousand, pond, maybe. A couple of thousand, yeah. So you're getting maybe six-ish. Yeah. And then sometimes on a weekend, I'll go for it. I'll do the pub walk again after after tea. So I'll have my food, and then I'll go for a walk. And it, it seems do you use good. one of these fitness bands to count that? I've got a yeah smartwatch. Huawei smartwatch, yeah. That counts your steps. Yeah. Um, Although this does it pretty convincingly as well. I wonder if you um, put your thing on and then did just dance and see how many steps it would burn. I bet it would be quite a lot in twenty minutes. Interesting, yeah. I need something that clips it's, into my bloodstream. It's more aerobic as well. Yeah, it's better, oh, it's better exercise. Better, yeah. 
That's how you lose weight, respiration. Yeah, you've got to walk fucking a long way to lose yeah, weight, haven't you? you do, Just yeah. walk and stroll yeah. about. No, no, it's, yeah. it's rubbish. In For the 10,000 steps, you can probably do that in 10 minutes of running. Yeah. Or, or 15 minutes. Whereas walking, it's going to take you hours, isn't it? Getting a sweat on, uh, getting aerobic, hours. yeah. It's, it's Five hours, maybe? Yeah. Maybe less. Depends it's how too fast much, too much. Have you heard about um, uh, Wayne and his dog, Coda? Wayne and his dog, Coda? No. no. Um, I've been listening to a podcast called The Lancashire Hot Pod. Mm. And we've made contact as well, and we've chatted online on Twitter and stuff. Okay. And uh, they had a guest on. They have a guest every week. Every, right. They don't, the podcasts aren't every week. I don't know, maybe every month. Okay. But they have a guest on each time. It's right. not just two idiots rambling to each other. No, I was going to say, it sounds <laughs> like they're doing it properly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, the guest on uh, one of the previous podcasts was this chap called Wayne. Right. From uh, Blackburn, I think. Oh, yeah. And he and his dog, Calder, which is like um, Inuit uh, husky fucking oh, wolf. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're walking the coast of Britain. Oh, okay. Litter picking. Oh, that's very good. Yeah. And it was an interview with him. And it was brilliant. Really, he's fucking, what a lie. I mean, he's come from shit circumstances, basically. Right. Court martialed from the army as a young lad, late teen, maybe 20, 19, 20, whatever. Yeah. Rough time, drugs, you know, all the, re- all the rest. He's had a hard life. And uh, he's turned it into something incredibly positive. Yeah, that sounds great. It's a good story to listen to. Well, I will listen to that. Just check it out. We're following him on Twitter. Hot hot pod. Hot pod. Singular. There's only one podcast. Hot pod. Hot pod. Oh, oh, okay. I'm thinking of the Lancashire Hot Pots. Ah, the band. band. Yeah. Check him out on Twitter. And uh, I was listening to it as you came in because one got uploaded today, I think, or yesterday. Oh, yeah. Well, it popped up on my. I'll listen to it on my walk tomorrow. (laughs) You're going for a walk tomorrow. I love you, Dan, yeah. Yeah. Do you do it go when you have a day off? Is that the idea? You yeah. go, do you go walking specifically uh, with, as a family? Uh, no. No, we don't. No. You go on your own? Yeah. Headphones in. Really? I've, that's never occurred to me. Huh? <laughs> to go for a walk. <laughs> that's no. what I do most of my listening to right. that book. Is that like an old man thing? I don't know. Going for a walk? I'm 36 on Thursday. <laughs> Are you not 36 yet? No. Fuck, next week. So young, yeah. Shit. Right, happy, many happy returns. Thanks very much. Uh, why do you go for, so you go for a walk for exercise? Yeah. Right. Is that right? I don't have a dog. It's fine, yeah. It's just, um, it's never occurred to me to do that. Fucking weirdo. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, it strikes me as a, a, do you not get my old man thing? Is it something uh, older people tend to I do? I don't wear a flat cap when I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I can do if it pipe. helps. Pipe. <laughs> pipe, yeah, I've got a pipe. You've got a whip it. <laughs> I can borrow a whip it. <laughs> where do you walk? To the pub and back. <laughs> Fuck off. That's where you go on your walk to the no, pub. No, I've all around the village. We, we're just on. There's loads of fields and shit across the way. You go through some fields. The Lancashire Way is right. is up there. So there's a nice trick point at the top. What's what's the Lancashire Way? Some network of footpaths. Through a beauty spot. Through the Ribble Valley and, and right. some of the rest of Lancashire, I think. Okay. It's nice. If you get the weather for it. Sometimes I take my camera. 
Yeah. And then I've got a... Doggies. Yeah, just in case. Yeah. <laughs> at night, night vision goggles. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Yeah. I don't know where I'd walk to from here, to be honest. You know, it's, well, it's petrol fumes and all that shit. Yeah, that's a you need to, you need to get out into the feet, open space. Oh, I'm in the middle you? of nowhere, aren't I? Yeah, this is it. You see, I'd have to drive to go for my walk. <laughs> I, I hadn't really thought about it, but I suppose it's pretty. Um, it's my uh, it's my white male privilege that allows me to walk in the countryside. <laughs> I don't want digs about that. I just like walking in the countryside. Is all. Yeah, I suppose I I, I am lucky. That yeah, you I do appreciate that. it. Because you're the edge of civilization, the edge, the edge, yeah. You know, beyond that, there's, there's no, there's no other people for miles. No, is there? just a nice wall. <laughs> 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 Fucking hell! What about that battle, eh? Ah, oh, that was great. Uh, spoiler talk. alert. <laughs> oh, it's been out. Everyone's seen it. Has everyone seen it? Yeah. Did we it's talk about it last week? I don't think we did. Did we? No. Your podcast would have been up. Can't remember. What did we? Do? Oh no, yeah, because it was this week. It was Monday night. Yeah. Yeah. The Battle of Winterfell. Yes. Um, Matt was completely wrong. He was. The the Night King was there. He was there. Big time, up in the sky. He was impervious to dragon fire. Dracarys. I could see that coming. It was yeah. too soon, wasn't it? Yeah. Too soon in the episode for to wipe him out. Yeah. Dracarys. Didn't work. No. Nah. So um, everyone was thinking, you know, you're following Jon Snow and he's trying to fight his way through. To save Bran, yep. And the kicker is that Jon Snow doesn't make it. No, it was Arya stuck with the dragon. It was Arya, and she did that trick where he grabs the hand with the knife in, and you yeah. drop the knife into your free hand, stab in the belly, stick him in the gut. Yeah, <laughs> stick him with the pointy end. Stick him with the pointy end. Yeah, that dagger has been around since series one, as well. So there's a bit of a the dagger has trail. its own arc. It does. It does, which is interesting. It's a legendary weapon. It's exotic. <laughs> exotic, yeah. <laughs> Littlefinger had it at yes, some point. Did, yeah. Who did he yeah, give he it did to? Um, Arya? No. No, I don't think so. How did Arya get it? It was in Bran's room, wasn't it, when he got pushed out the window? It was. That was, that was odd. What about the, um, the theory that Bran warged into that dog um, to protect Sejora? No. No, early early on in, in the series, Bran is, is laid up yeah. in bed and they send an assassin with that dagger to kill Bran off to finish the job. Jamie and Cersei send him. Yeah. He pushed him out the window and he fucking survived. Yeah. But he's in a coma while we have to finish the job. The dagger is given to the assassin. Ah, uh, yes. And the wolf saves Bran, who's unconscious. Yeah. Did Bran walk into the wolf? To defend his body. Possibly. Because there's this theory that Bran has, like Doctor Strange, has calculated all outcomes and is and is is it as going back in time and, and manipulating events so that he defeats the Night King. Yes. Well, the, I like the theory that, that Bran is the antithesis of the Night King. And there are two... So the Night King's like a an ice white... And Bran is a, it's like a fire white. The Lord of Light. Demon. The Lord of Light, yeah. And it's a song of fire and ice and all that jazz. And it all kind of ties together very nicely. With a nice big bow. Yeah. But, um, so, 
they can both raise the dead. Because um, John's dead. John is dead, and the Lightning Lord. Yeah, Beric Dondarrion, one of my favourite characters. He's not coming back this time. No, he's, he's done. Yeah. <laughs> he's done for. Yeah, so they can both possibly race. the Hound as well. Yes, because of fire in yes. his youth. Yeah. Uh, so they can both raise the dead. What's the other reason for the antithesis? Um, the oh, what's the other thing? I can't remember. There's there's a big load of theories online about about it all. It's the yin and yang, isn't it? Yeah. It's duality. Classic. Yeah. Duality is hero's is the tale. Key. Is that in that? <laughs> Shoot, Somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Well, that talks about duality. Mm. The hero's tale. The force. The dark side. <laughs> You know, they said a lot side. Um, about no one uh, can kill the Night King. Right. Use a specific term. So it's been mentioned in the series right. previously and in the books. Um, or if, uh, is it Azor? No one. Exactly. You, you are no one. Exactly. Oh, Girl, God. you are no one, yeah. Fuck. I didn't hear that. Yeah. And then, so that's the... Um, I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah, uh, what's the Valamagulis? What was the name of the, the assassin? I can't remember, uh, but I can't remember his name. he had a really funny name. He did. He was yeah. a key character in Arya's story arc. Yeah. In Bravos, was it, where she was trained? Uh, that that temple, the black and white temple. Mm. I think it was Bravos. Quite like the scene where she's having to move silently. She's been she's stuck in that like, library oh, yeah, in the with library, the zombies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they're undead and she has to... And the drop of blood. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's a fa- quite a famous old trope in it, but I thought it was done well. Yeah, yeah, it was really good, yeah. All right, yeah. Good episode. And then as soon as he kill, kills the Night King, all the undead va- disintegrate. Yep. Save everyone. Lucky there, isn't it, really? <laughs> so what's going to happen now? Well, that's it. I mean, the, tonight's episode is going to be really interesting. Not tonight, is it? Well, it's, it's 2 a.m. in the morning, isn't it? Oh, fuck that. I'm good. We're going to watch it tomorrow morning, I think. What about kid? Early tomorrow morning. <laughs> Get up before her. Fucking hell. Does she sleep in late? Sometimes, yeah. Does she? Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, fucking hell, I wish I was would. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, so you're going to watch it morning. Gonna what's going to happen? I think so. Uh, well, we don't know for sure who's dead yet, I don't think. What do you mean? Well, it, it didn't go through like the whole, oh, this guy's dying, and this guy's dying, and this guy's died. So a few people have died. So Jorah's dead. Only a couple. Beric's dead. Yeah. Dondarrion. Um, One of the Night's Watch, he died. Yeah. All the main characters survived. Tormund is, is not dead. Tormund, uh, Gwendolyn Christie, and Jamie. They backed themselves into a corner. They were fighting them. Yeah. They survived. The hounds survived. Sam survived. Sam, yeah. Yeah, so there's, a, there's not... The death toll was not high. There was no red wedding. No. No. So I don't know if there's going to be some mortal wounds. Well, you, know what, have, uh, you know what the problem is? Their army's been wiped out. All the Dothraki are gone. Yeah, that was that was stupid, that. Sending the Dothraki in. Well, I mean... I did like it where she lit all their yeah, swords yeah. on fire. That was cool. And the way they filmed them all going out. That was you cool. knew it was coming. Yeah. They're all going to... You say, you, you, as soon as you see them going out, you think they're just going to go out one by one until mm. there's none left. Yeah. They were was fucked well in seconds. So they're supposed to be the greatest cavalry in, in the planet. Numbers game, weren't it? Yeah. 
sheer numbers. They win by force. It's like where they set the uh, oh, the pitch. She's the bodies. That, that reminded me of um, uh, World War Z, where they're piling up and go up the wall. Yeah, the sacrifice. Yeah, the Night King waves a hand, doesn't he? Yeah, the, he, that was a, that was a, a strategy that he implemented. So he had control over them all. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they've no army now, no. so surely they're just going to get rolled over by Cersei. Uh, well, yeah, that's the next the next thing, isn't it? Because it's not it's not over yet. Do you think um, she's got two dragons left or one? Did the zombies kill I that one? I don't know. I don't know. I think she might be down to one. One dragon. Yeah. I'll tell you who wasn't present in that episode. Who's going to play a major part? Bronn. Bronn, yeah. He's been sent on a mission. To kill Jamie and uh, Tyrion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, he nearly brought a dragon down, didn't he, at one point? I was yeah. wondering if he'd be more involved there. Um, yeah, it seems like a foregone conclusion. Can they do it? Can they, I don't think they can beat them with one dragon. So. Is it going to be an end that we're, we're not going to be happy with? Where the, the protagonists aren't, aren't the victors? Who would be? Who would that leave? Cersei. <coughs> and the uh, Admiral of the Iron Fleet. Oh, that fucking knob. He's alright. Low shinny. Fucking what a knob. He's a prick. Such a knob. <laughs> Is he going to be on the Iron Throne? Come out from no, nowhere in the no, last season. They can't end it like that, surely. No. Oh, Theon's dead as well, I just remembered. Theon died. Yeah. Yeah. But he redeemed himself. He did. He did. That was good. Yeah, bit of a hero's journey there. Yeah. Motif in that. Got his knob chopped off on the way there. Yeah. But, yeah, he did it, he did it enough. Yeah. He played his part. Yeah. How can they turn it round? I don't know how they can turn the numbers round. It's going to be a, a, a secret stab in the back, isn't it? It's going to be a... It's not going to be a huge battle again, I don't think. It's going to be something quiet and... There's probably one going on. I mean, think about the Battle of Blackwater. Mm. That's fairly big. I don't think it'll be as big as that. There's no none of that green, sh- green fiery shit left, is there? Dragonfire. Because she put it all in the um, septum in the set. <laughs> thing is, they've got three episodes to go. Yeah. So what are they going to do? I think there must be a big battle coming. I think this next episode is going to be uh, not a particularly exciting one. Yeah, they often do that. Yeah. Most seasons have a couple episodes that they're just filling, they're just laying the seeds mm. for what's coming. So the episode in itself is boring. Yeah. But it's a necessity. Yeah, yeah, you need it to fill. There's a lot of uh, loose ends to tie up. Mm. Really? Well, no, there must be. There must be loads. I mean, thinking of whose who's story arcs are complete. So Beric's dead and his story arc's complete. Uh, Brienne. Her story arc is complete. Theon did and died. You could argue that Arya's story arc is complete now. Yeah. There's only one story arc that people care about now. Cleganball. Cleganball, yeah. The Hound <laughs> versus, versus the, mountain. the Mountain. That's got to happen. That has to be resolved. Mm. Doesn't it? Yeah. They can't leave that. I want to see what's under the Mountain's helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the shaft. Probably. Jeez. <laughs> Lancashire crumbly. Oh, it'd be Scandinavian crumbly. Gross. 
that has to be resolved, doesn't it? Yeah. And that's going to be immense. Yep. And there can only be one winner, surely. Yeah. What about Varys? Varys is... Varys. Varys is still little knocking birds around. birds have been listening, dear. Yeah. What is his story out there? Who's, who's, who's he after? I don't, Who I don't know playing? what his agenda is. No, I don't know. He's almost I apolitical. Think, I think it's survival. Do you think he'll be on the Iron Throne? Oh, Christ. That would be a... Weird, wouldn't it? It'd be Littlefinger. Varys <laughs> <laughs> uh, seems to be one of the most intellectual characters. Yes. He's come from nothing and managed to get it. He wasn't born into... No. But he's come from nothing to get into that hands, the king of the hand. Yeah. <laughs> what do they call it? The king's council. Yeah. Plays it very clever. The small council. The small council. The privy council. The privy. <laughs> uh, so he's done well to get there. He's obviously smart. Yeah. Him and Tyrion are probably the cleverest. Yes. Cersei's up there, though. She is clever. Calculating. Smart. <laughs> you couldn't do it. I know. Yes, she is. You can say it about me. The cool character, can't you? A fictional Probably. character. Yeah. Fictional. <laughs> she's she's nasty. Nasty piece of work. Yeah. Yeah. Turn. Jamie. About um um, didn't she? Didn't he? Um, hasn't he disavowed her? He's not to up, honey. Is it? Is that? No, a, I mean recently. He's turned coited, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So she will not take that well. She will not. She will have him killed by Silveron. I'm just trying to think. Oh, we're going to have a Jamie versus... No, that won't last long, would it? Jamie versus Bronn. No, that'd be a shame as well. Because that's a, a story arc right from the beginning, mm. wasn't it? Was it Jamie who brought Bronn into the fold, or was it Tyrion? I think it was Tyrion. They were on Tyrion. a ship together for a while, weren't they? But there's a history there between them characters, yeah. Jamie and Bronn. The yeah. Onion Knight, what's he doing? Did he survive? Was he in the crypt? No, he wasn't. He was on top of the wall. Fuck. The ramparts. But we didn't see him die. No. So we have to assume he's alive. Yeah, but he could be dead. <laughs> no, that would be anticlimactic, no? <laughs> yeah. He's quite a big character to have killed off screen. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. That's good Do you not think? So, yeah, yeah. I would say he's alive. Maybe he's going to die at the beginning of the next episode. Hmm. And they, it's, it's, they find him and he's sustained terminal yeah. injuries. So he's going to get a bit of screen time and then he'll die. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Maybe, uh, I would say. Yeah, he might be. Is. Who else is there? In the, who survived? Well, I don't think Bran's uh, story arc's complete yet. Is he not one? He's defeated the Night King. Well, yeah, but I still feel like there's more. There's more to him. Right. What, like what now? So what... That defeating the Night King isn't the end, isn't an end to a journey. It's just a check. It's, it's a checkpoint, isn't it? Yeah. Do this in order to have this. What is after that? What if he's just his body has been possessed by the Lord of Light, and the Lord of Light just decides decides to give him his body back, and he wait, he snaps out of it, and he can walk again, or he's back in a coma. No, no, that's his story arc finishing, that he comes back and his his legs have been fixed. And ah, right. Maybe that's his story arc. We don't know what his story arc is, you uh, see. That's what he's saying, isn't it? I thought Melisandre was was good. Um, the way she just uh, walked off, yeah. Yeah, she predicts she knew. 
Yeah. She was going to die, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah, so maybe they're going to die in the next battle, these characters whose story arcs are finished. Mm. I don't know. Some spin-offs coming now, anyway. Really? Yeah. At least two. <coughs> Tied to Martin, or without yeah, his... Yeah, no, he's been working on him, yeah. Oh, fuck, but he's yeah. so slow. I know. He's <laughs> not finished Game of Thrones yet. No, the no. TV's outpaced him, hasn't it? He's over 17, he's not... Uh... Maybe, spring chicken. maybe they're just consulting him. He can't not write what has been on the screen now, really. They could, but what would what would you do? You'd be splitting. I think he gave the storyline, the overall story arc. The Arya. Thing, and they're just basically. filling the gaps in. He must have he must have known that Arya was gonna king the kill the Night King. Yeah. From early on. From day one. Yeah. Yeah. I think the most writers not start with the end and work backwards. I think so, yeah. That would make that. I feel like I've heard that somewhere. They probably have a spreadsheet as well. Yeah, keep, there's a keep plan. Tabs on the death. It's not making it up as you go along, is it? No, no, no. Writing novels, so no. You almost need the story before you start writing. We yeah. do, obviously. Yeah, you're just recording it then. The story's the story's up here, and then you embellish it as you go along. But yeah. you you know what the framework is going to be. Yeah, I think they probably most of them probably work like that. I might try and write a book one day. Yeah? What subject would you... Fiction or... Fiction, yeah. What would your... You know, sell it to me. Genre. (laughs) My genre. I don't know. I've just... I've always thought it might be quite... I'd I'd quite like to write like a a road novel. It'd be quite good. Road trip based. Although the problem there is I've not really been (coughs) anywhere. I've no personal experience. Where would you set it? Doing all that. 1950s America. America. It's been done thousands of times, haven't it? Probably. Well, you're just drawing from your influences there, aren't you? South America. That's something you like. Yeah. What about a road trip? What about a road trip from... Newcastle to... From Siberia to Alaska set 12,000 years ago. How about that for a road trip book? That's quite interesting. Crossing the Bering Strait and then going through the ice cold corridor. Pre-Clovis. Pre-Clovis, yeah. What if you wrote a book, a novel about that? I'd be called a pseudo author. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that's been done? I don't know. I don't think it has, you know. Let's do it right down now. That's probably a good idea for a really niche audience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's difficult. To, it's difficult to write a book. So you're sticking with the road movie then? Is that your plan? I don't know. That that's last time I thought about it was probably. Five or six years ago. Are you thinking of having it sort of like as a, an extra hobby? I'd do it on the on the side, yeah. Yeah, one night a week. Rather no, maybe than not even that much, but it'd be a Destiny. slow burner. Rather yeah. than, you know, using it as a hobby, I mean. Something yeah. to do that's not staring at the idiot box yes. for hours. Trying Creative. to find something. Creative, I, I yeah. often think that I'm, I absorb <coughs> so much information. I don't really put anything out there i don't produce anything i'm a consumer massive consumer but then there's this hello (laughs) i know exactly there's this uh which is a lot actually i mean this we've done a lot of hours of 81 episodes today so that's at least 160 hours of of Mm, close to probably 150 yeah they're usually under two hours so some of the early ones were (laughs) no (laughs) yeah that's some sort of production isn't it yeah definitely yeah uh there's no value in it 
<laughs> no, and that's that's the other thing. I wouldn't expect it. I'm, I don't want to write a bestseller. Right. I, I just want to write a book. I probably have a nom de plume as well. I don't think I'm good enough with words to do that. I think my vocabulary is strong enough. I think writing a book would improve your vocabulary. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, because it's just practice, isn't it? You you've researched, read so much about um, various points in history, especially Roman yeah. times. You could well write a book, either a fiction fictional book based around there, or or another <coughs> another take on it. Thing is, fiction uh, gives you license then. Yeah, you don't have to reference things. Chuck and, a dragon in and be accurate. Yeah, exactly. You could, you could. Whereas if you're writing nonfiction, mm. you have an obligation to research things and be, be you know, confident in your accuracy of what yeah, you're you've writing. Got to get it right. That your piece of the jigsaw has to fit mm. when you're writing a nonfiction book. Even though everyone has their own preconceptions and they'll bring their own upbringing into the subject matter. Mm. At least, if at least you can be, you know, be honest with yourself and say, "Well, I've researched things as thoroughly as I can, and I'm sure that this is, these are fact, this is factually accurate." That's there's, the best you can do, isn't it? There's a grey area though where Graham Hancock fits in uh-huh. with his because he is writing nonfiction, uh-huh. but it's theory based as well. So he's putting his own theories in. It's not just these are the facts again written in a different way. It's here's what I think. Here are some facts. Here's what I think. Mm. What do you think? And that's inter- that makes it interesting. It does. And the thing is, that's the problem with archaeology is that it's interpretation. Yeah. It's not a hard science. It's like it's history. A science. Uh, yeah. I think that's that's fairly accurate. So, if you think of a hard science as maths, physics, chemistry, archaeology isn't. You could, I mean, some people. This is probably controversial, but you could argue psychology is similar. Yeah, that that yeah. that a lot of that's due to down to interpretation and your perspective and things. And if you look at archaeology on a, its most basic level, you you dig around in your garden, you find a piece of bone. And on its most basic level, you've dug around in the garden and found a piece of bone. <laughs> that's factually true. And that's, that's where it, it ends. Uh, yeah, stop. <laughs> that's where oh, the science say, ends. No, but then you could say, well, it's the bone of a dog. Well, you could, right. te- yeah, you could test it. You could say, yeah, and but that's where it ends. Then, you, then you're inferring. Then, well, I am inferring. I infer from this evidence that this was the pet of the previous owner. Yeah, this dog buried it. Uh, could do the following tricks. Uh, roll over. <laughs> yeah. We've carbon dated it, and it's the carbon dates come back. It's 1976. Yeah, we think it's the dog of the owners who lived in the house in 1976. Yeah, we've we've uh, yeah, and that's that's got legs. But there's no scientific hard evidence for that. Absolutely not. It's an inference, isn't there? You could go as far as sequencing the genome and saying this is a cocker spaniel. Yeah, it had the following disorders. Doesn't give you context. No. It doesn't give you motivation. Yeah, archaeology is a pseudoscience. Yeah. The book I'm reading at the moment um, relies heavily on archaeology because it's about, uh, it's called uh, The Rise of Rome by Catherine Lomas. Hmm. And it's Rome from the end of the Bronze Age to 267, I think, PC. The two, is it 264? Start of the Punic Wars. So I think it's 264. Hmm. 
So it's the story. Most people get a book on Rome. They get the one with Julius Caesar in it. Yeah. You learn about the the, That's it. the start of the empire. Yeah. Um, you might get a book on Constantine about Catholic, you know, the formation of uh, Rome adopting Catholicism. Yeah. You might get a book on Trajan and you want to learn about when the empire was at its greatest extent. Mm. You might get a book about Augustus and learn how the empire was formed. Yeah. How it went from a republic to an empire. Um, the very few books are, um, you get a, a war, um, a book, a war, a book about um, the Punic Wars, and that's how Rome took over its biggest ally in the Med and gave it domination of the Mediterranean, mm. the start of the domination of the Mediterranean. But this book goes back to like when it was a village, and it's telling the story of how Rome, which was a just a, norm, a normal sized village in the middle in Italy, yeah, went from that to the start of the Punic Wars, oh. where it was the biggest. Forced it on the peninsula. Romulus and Remus and all that. Jazz. Romulus and Remus. Yeah. That's a myth. Yeah, we don't know how much truths in it. That's the thing. Yeah, that's why they rely on archaeology and inference and inter- interpretation because there isn't much writing. It stands mm. very little. Yeah, unless uh, it was chiselled into a block. Yeah, a bronze tablets they used mm. for laws. Uh, you know, with the in, back in the like pre-empire in mm. the Republic, they had the laws and they would inscribe them on a bronze tablet and put them up in the forum. So it's a <coughs> it's a side of the story you don't hear, you see, mm. but it's a bit of a slog. It's tiny writing, <laughs> and it's quite what's the word? Wordy, scholarly. Uh, yeah, okay, scholastic. Scholarly, yeah. It's, I won't say it's written for a casual reader. Right, technical. You have to have a, you know, I mean, you won't find it if you're a casual reader, I suppose. Top shelf stuff. <laughs> yeah, you won't pick <laughs> it up. No, it's definitely, you have to have some more, some more, already have some sort of interest in the subject to get anything out of it. Yeah. You, there's assumptions about things you already know. Mm-hmm. So they mentioned the Gracchi period. So you, that rings a bell, Tiberius and Gaius Gracchus, yeah. political uprisings in the late Republic, uh, Tribune of the Plebs, all these things going off in my brain. Bloody with that plebs. Fucking plebs. <laughs> Populous. Politically. I used to play Populous. M- murdered for political reasons. But for the um, reader who's not interested in the subject, they, they, they'll just see the, the Gracchi period. It means nothing to them. Yeah, it's absolutely So, nice. yeah, don't mean it. So, yeah, it sort of almost assumes that you have some prior... Knowledge. Yeah, like, you wouldn't enjoy it. <laughs> no. Guaranteed. <coughs> but again, it's archaeology-based, so you don't know how much you can take at face value, you see. No. It's a lot of opinion and interpretation. It's just uh, the whole period's interesting because of the historical veil, and no one really knows no. what happened. Which, that's, mate, that's what I like about science and uh, certain aspects of science. Mm. I, I love the bits that we can't explain in life. What What are the, like, the biggest conundrums? Uh, quantum physics still. Um, how the fuck can something be one thing and another at the same time? And Is that superposition? Yeah, th- yeah, strangeness. What, what's that? Uh, I, I, I wouldn't 
want to have to have a list of isn't it where a particle being can be in two places at the same time it's to do with Roughly. spins and things uh one um fidget spinners fidget spinners yeah it's the interaction of one particle on another particle that's not directly in contact Physically with it or something. it's yeah. so weird right uh there's like time no one knows what the fuck time is it's a man-made construct it's it's entropy it's it's transfer of energy really yes heat because yeah, we went through heat. this with the kabbalah didn't we yeah so the technical term is transfer of energy and the way the kabbalah interpreted interpreted that was uh cause and effect you do something and there, it's the it's the measurement of the distance between cause and effect yeah so transfer energy is the same thing to you know your time you're measuring that yeah uh, isn't that where it comes from uh, yeah yeah we don't understand it no we don't they talk about bending it yeah what's all that about bending space time see that's something different that's space time what's the difference between bending time time, time bending and space tight. time space space and time are intrinsically linked I guess why is that uh, that's Einstein Einsteinium stuff. Relativity. Relativity, yeah. Special relativity. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know enough to... Space and time are linked. I mean, these things only exist because we're here to measure them. That's <laughs> that's right. That's with it. Well, that's that's a basic tenet, tenet, tenet of uh, quantum physics as well. Observer that's like effect. Schrodinger's cat. Yeah. yeah. We're there to observe it yeah. and therefore affect it. That's weird, isn't it? The yeah, observer have, effect. Have you ever been to uh, <coughs> uh, Africa? Ever? Yeah. No. How do you know it exists? Well, we have You've physical... got some anecdotal evidence. Is that because I haven't seen it with my own eyes? This is, this is a bad example, but yeah, you haven't seen it with your own eyes. What about therefore... that Jim Carrey film? Um, the, worst, uh, the, the reality show? Uh, yeah, um... Truman Show. Truman. The whole world could be a Truman Show for you. Could be. I often think. How that. do you How do you know Africa exists? You haven't seen it with your own I eyes. That could just be beamed on the the sky ceiling. I've been to America twice, but I could have just been flying around <laughs> in a circle and in Never a left the studio. ground. Yeah. Never left the ground. Well, that's it's it. L Street Studios and. Strange, isn't it? It's possible. It's it's as possible as anything else. Which is weird. Do you think? Is yeah. it as possible as anything else? Yeah. This sounds a bit like simulation theory. I know. That's as possible as well. Exactly. Go on, what's simulation theory? Simulation theory is the, the theory that we are um, experiencing life as a result of an experiment being conducted on a computer. So we are in a, a, simu- a simulate. The world is simulated, essentially. We're not necessarily human. No. We could be an alien life form. We could be data. What, and, and we could be just information. What is information? Ones and zeros. Is it? Does it weigh anything? Is it only ones and zeros in the simulation? I don't know. Fuck. How much, de- how much does the internet weigh? <laughs> <laughs> These are the questions science needs to answer. I'm not talking well. Well, if you put it on SD cards, <coughs> it's going to weigh loads. But information is so big and yet is nothing. Doesn't weigh anything. It has no no physical properties at all. Fuck. 
What is information? Does it exist? Yes, it has to exist, surely. Mm. What is it? If you can't define it, how can you prove it exists? Right. Can we not measure the effects of information? Like you can with sound? Yeah. I suppose if you read, if you're reading something on a page, there's n- that's not like sound where, well, I suppose the light's hitting the page and you're right, and then then your eye and it's different so wavelengths are absorbed and you get different colors and all that jazz. It's not as physical as sound where I'm I'm vibrating the air between my mouth and your ears. Mm, feels nice. <laughs> Um, for your aural pleasure two seconds of oral pleasure <laughs> yeah. two seconds of mouth pleasure <laughs> <laughs> no two seconds of um, mouth pleasure is what's it oh no I can't find it can't believe it I don't think it's even on that one <laughs> Takai no oh fuck don't forget what we're talking about I must be on the wrong board uh, oh no Go on, why, why are we saying two seconds of mouth pleasure? Uh, I was saying that... Speech. Speech. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's, two, that's about two seconds. Oh, no. yeah, two, two noms. Seconds, too long. Nom, nom. Nom, nom. Nosh, nosh. <laughs> the... Yeah, the difference between eye, information reading and yeah. sound. Yeah. There's no physical... Like, I can read this. There's no. There's nothing it's physical picked, It's picked up on. a can of Pepsi. Diet Pepsi. Diet Pepsi. I can read the back of this. I'm reading the can. And it's, I'm, I'm, don't know whether I'm generating information or the information is already there. <laughs> it's already there on the can. Yeah, but you're just interpreting it. Well, it's only the, well, is it there? It's only there. Yeah, when it is. I can see it as well. Yeah, but it's only there when you're looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like when a tree falls. Well, it's, exactly. It's, it's, does it make a sound? How do you know there's not? Shitloads of stuff in your peripheral vision, but <laughs> constantly. Oh well, this is interesting. Oh, <laughs> it's hot that. My fault. Contaminate information. <laughs> they reckon like um, our brain filters out tons Don't of visual information. Absolutely tons. It just feeds us enough to keep us sane that we can inter- interpret. Wow, that's um, that. Well, that is a classic example of the stuff I'm interested in. It's like when they take the um, autistic kid in a helicopter and then he... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fly him down and he draws the skyline of London. His brain's filter has been adjusted. Yeah. And he can take in all that information. Some people have photographic memory. <laughs> photographic memory, Ben? Yeah. How the fuck do you explain that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's like being a super being. It, it's like yeah. being one of X-Men. What's your power? I've got photographic memory. <laughs> Wolverine. I mean, it's, that's that's it's pretty good, right? Huge advantage. Yeah. No. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Maybe that's the next step in, in evolution. A filter adjustment. Photographic memory. Ne- maybe filter adjustment is the next stage in medicine. Where you could take like DMT, I suppose. But you could take a nootropics. You could take something that turns your filter this what I, what, I, what I was listening to when you came in was the uh, Lancashire Hot Pods mm. recent newest episode about nootropics oh is it oh they I'll did an experiment they got some each yeah and took them for a couple of weeks and coming back with the results and um, positive results very good so 
some, most people probably never heard of new nootropics. Uh, no, they weren't done. What is it? I don't know. Uh, it's things that are supposed to make your brain work better. Right, so Adder- Adderall, that sort of stuff. But the natural, right? The from like minerals, vitamins, certain mixes of B twelve complex things like that. It's supposed to be the things that are like non foreign, right? Natural mixes of things. So they seem to be the class as food supplements, right? That's it. Lions not medica- not medication. Yeah, lion's mane mushroom. Stuff, yeah. So yeah, so they're not a drug. The class is a food supplement. Okay. But they're very popular in the States. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Rogan sells them, doesn't he? Yeah. He's involved in Alpha Brain, is it? Alpha Brain, yeah, that was a big one. What do you think? Is it? Do you think it's snake oil? Or? I don't know. I don't know. So it is interesting. Well, Could it be placebo? If you're told that a drug is going to do something, possibly, yeah. Placebo could have an effect, couldn't it? They can measure it, can't they, the placebo effect? I think so. Do you know what's stronger than the placebo effect? Nocebo effect. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Why is that? I don't well, know. What is it? That's, what is the nocebo? That's where you're told you're not <laughs> taking the drug, isn't it? Yeah. And, and you, you are. go worse. You get worse. And you, yeah. Or you have negative effects. Well, yeah, you tell someone they're not having the drug, you give them the drug, and it just doesn't work as as good. Do you know, do you not think this can conflict a bit with your sort of attitude to holistic stuff? As in? Well, the placebo effect's a measurable effect. Yeah. Self-healing, in effect, you could call it. Positive thinking. Could you could you eliminate all drugs and just replace it with enough positive thinking to, to think yourself well? I don't know. Is there a, is there a function within the human body body a system whereby you can fix yourself we just don't know how to the immune system does that yeah is it is it is that also filtered you know if the brain's filtered and i know you spoke about autistic people being able to certain um being able to recall (laughs) all that i don't think they have no filter i feel that if you had no filter you probably go insane. Yeah, yeah, pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. It's just an adjust. It's like the uh, a loosening of the filter, or an mm. adjustment, or a next evolution in the filter. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. So, what else is filtered? <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting though. They're like thought experiments, aren't they? Really, mm. it's important to think. It is. That's the key takeaway from this episode. Do you know, I think, I might be wrong, but I think a lot of people never think about uh, anything. They just act or have others think for them. For, or for them. consume. Just exist and consume. Yeah, and I think you're right, and I think it'll be a lot of people. It's worrying. Because people who don't think are susceptible to being forcibly vaccinated. <laughs> No, I'm joking. We'll get them but first. <laughs> it's, it's worrying. It's a worrying trend. Do you think that's always been the case? I think it's got worse, you see, with mass media. I think it's got worse, yeah. Um, I mean, are people easier to control if they're not thinking, though, as well? Def- it has to be. Of course. 
Subversives. That's what they call I'm thinkers. not suggesting it's a big conspiracy plot to dumb us down. <laughs> Maybe. No. You know, it's not the lizard people <laughs> controlling the media to dumb us down. I think it's just a natural yeah, consequence natural. of how our yeah. how we're ordered and our reward systems in the brain and Definitely. how our society it's, it's and commercialism is <laughs> organized to I don't think you could, people um, would use the same argument for Brexit. Exploit yeah. that. Yeah, that, you know, the same way psychologists to the country to exploit our psychology to make it as addictive as possible. Don't yeah. think they just consume you know, mass media. I'm not saying that's an evil conspiracy. And, uh, it's just therefore a, a byproduct. Of we the can, system. you know, but I think it's unhealthy though. The I democratic system it. isn't working, not, so mm. I'm going to breach it and don't ask for a second a referendum to make you know sort this mess out. It's worrying that there's potential. That's that's problem with populism. You see, it can turn into mob rule. It's spreading across the world as well at the moment. Do you think? Populism, yeah. Definitely. Where else? States. Well, the big the one States. with is with Trump. With Trump. Where did, where else do you see it? Uh, Europe, there's there's some um isn't there some like far right politicians getting a bit more Yeah. I don't I know if that's a separate issue. Holland had a close call last year. Yeah, with a right winger, a some, hard right guy. Is it Crimea or somewhere where they've just they've just elected a an actor who plays the president? Ukraine. Ukraine. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah they played an actor who plays the president on yeah. TV. Cycles like electing uh, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Would you vote for <laughs> Kevin Spacey? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I think. Do you think this? May, I do you know what I think this rise of populism comes from? It's a failure failure of the mainstream mm. and that uh, it doesn't just come out of nowhere we've we've been failed by successive generations mm. of politicians and uh, this is like the backlash I think um, could it happen over here well, you see, would you argue Jeremy Corbyn is a populist? Yeah, demagogue. I, I remember when he was um, <laughs> when he was uh, <coughs> when he won the leadership con- contest the first time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he tried to kick him out. Yeah, and lost. He lost again, and it was like, well, it was just a popularity contest. There were loads of loads of like beatnik students playing. <laughs> He was on stage at Glastonbury. Mm, yeah. Yeah, he definitely appeals to the youth. Yeah. I would say, doesn't he? More than people 40 and above. Yeah, vegetarians he appeals to. Why is that? Because he's a subversive type. <laughs> a uh, hippie. <laughs> I don't know. His history, he's, he's a... What would you call it? He's a... Anti nuke. Uh transient <laughs> no. Yeah, he's 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 all those left things that CN, I don't think has yeah, been a CND, socialist. You know what's interesting though, and what what I think is probably uh <coughs> one of the more important things is he's not or when when he first came to Power of sorts. He he wasn't. He was one of these who wasn't on the fence. He he was. He had strong feelings about stuff. Not anymore. Well, now he's on the fence again, isn't he? Because he's been dragged in. Well, yeah, to the system. It's been assimilated. It's been given power. 
It's like these Marxists who say, well, you know, if it happened today, if I were in charge, it wouldn't have gone that way. Yeah, well, just you wait till you get into power. Yeah. The people are so arrogant. Mm. Uh, yeah, once you get into that system, maybe it takes a hold of you. It doesn't matter how morally virtuous you may be. Mm. Once you get in there, it just eats away at you. Power corrupts. And you end up becoming cyn- cynical. And you, Yeah, I remember when he first came to prominence, he was refreshing in that he actually answered questions yeah. straightforwardly. Mm. He had principles. Yeah. And I admire people who stick to the principles yeah, and say, absolutely. this is my view on this. And I'm going to give you a straight answer for a yeah. change. Well, it's nice to know what you think if you want to be the prime minister. Yeah. But that's changed because he's an influence, an influencer now. Yeah. <laughs> Not on Instagram, Instagram influencer. <laughs> but yeah. Governmental. The weight of that burden changes your behavior. Yeah. No matter how virtuous you, could, you, you are going in. It's, it's a weird, fault man. of the system, isn't it? It's just. Uh, who, what type of person goes for that job? Is another thing that bothers me. Prime Minister. Yeah. Uh, I want to be in charge. <laughs> I, you're saying I I know better and I want to be in charge. Yeah. Aren't you? Yeah. It's you know I can see the personal rationale for wanting to be a, a P, uh, an MP. Hmm. I think I want to be a public servant and I want to represent people i i think i can do a really good job at representing these people yeah pays well and i only have to go to london once a month <laughs> all right yeah <laughs> but in the principle like that that would be like the high principle yeah whereas i can't see it for wanting to be prime minister you've got to have some sort of vanity or egotism to even want the job i think if anyone of our eavesdroppers wants to be prime minister in the future please let us know because uh you can come on the podcast and tell us about it and we'll maybe if we'll, you, we'll assess the cut of your jib <laughs> could you make an argument that maybe you've thought of an idea that no one else has thought of like for for government. tax or yeah, yeah or the way things are organized or the voting system or the electoral, electoral if you system. came across a grand plan that would just fucking work and it'd be like no wars no one would be pissing each other off and it'd yep. be ace then yeah there's there's an argument to say that whoever came up with that plan and can implement it should be in charge would have to put themselves forward for the top job because yeah. no one else will do it and I have the main I have the yeah yeah, we've just uh, undermined it completely. <laughs> it is a legitimate pursuit. Mm. If you meet those criteria, I would say. Yeah. And the vast sure. majority so many, yeah. the vast majority don't, I would say. No. Talk about career politicians, don't they? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> I think we should end it there. Cause yeah. You're tired. I'm knackered, yeah. We're going to adjourn. I think we've talked. Oh, fucking hell, we didn't talk about Bolt. Oh. Saw him today. Oh, is he? Um, all right for someone with three broken spine, back, back broken in three places. Canal, is, he, is he moving about? Or yeah. Anyway, so we'll, maybe we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. I want to get him on to tell his story. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Because we'll see if he can get on been... while Matt's away, because he's going to be away for yeah, a few weeks. Get him on phone. He's not been treated well anyway. Oh, that way. All right. But anyway, we shall see you next week. Yeah, probably try and get a guest. Definitely, yeah. We'll we'll work on that. And yeah. Uh, thanks.
Thanks for listening. See you in a bit. Hi, everybody.